If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Max Hoberman from Certain Affinity, and when I'm not making awesome multiplayer games, I'm listening to IGN's Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. Greetings, friends. It's Podcast Unlocked. Episode 231 for February 3rd, 2016. Guys, we're into February. That Woo! means a whole bunch of good video games are going to start to come out uh, really soon. We're playing some of them now. Uh, it's good times. Yeah. One of those games is Unravel, one that we're, we've been really looking forward to. Uh, Marty, you were with me that day. When it was revealed. When uh, we met yeah. Yarny. And, and like the entire room, it was the E3 Judges yeah. thing, event, which is like a... Forget it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. But anyway, like there that was a TV with the game on it. It was yeah. a pre three thing, and it's a bunch of basically crusty veteran bastards such mm-hmm. as ourselves yep. who've like just been to E three a million times. Hard to please kind of yep. crowd. And EA's showing off all their stuff. Yeah, a lot and of sequels. Everybody, everybody instantly went. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Smash the mic. <laughs> yeah. And you know you got one. You got. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. You got the uh, EA game over here, EA game sure, over sure. here, all these, and then oh, who's who's this no, Yarny who's guy? Who's this Yarnman? This little boy, I want to play as him. Tell yeah. me, tell me more. Yeah. So uh, yeah, instant love with Yarny. Mm-hmm. Hoping it's the game itself turns out good. Mitch and I are playing it right now. We got to re- say that we're playing it. We're playing it. Bargo playing Busters it. Re- review goes up whenever. But <laughs> That's my uh, favorite term is Bargo Buster. <laughs> yeah, big time. We <laughs> love it. But anyway, the point of that, <laughs> besides the fact that some awesome games are coming out this month, including Unravel. Well, hopefully Unravel is going to be awesome. Is that Martin Saline, the creative director on that game, who totally won everybody over at E3. By he being was, a human being? By being a human being <laughs> yeah. on stage yeah. at E3 during his presentation instead of a, a rehearsed bot robot. We're very excited about the future of electronic arts. I don't think there's <laughs> ever been... Uh, such a giant uh, gap between two human beings as him and Pele during that conference. <laughs> <laughs> and Hoop God. <laughs> Hoop God. I forgot about Hoop God. 
Oh, Did you man. know one entire day of EA's E3 thing is just a uh, fireside chat with Hoop God? Uh, a nine-hour fireside oh, chat Oh, on the, the EA Play? Yeah, yeah it's, the, it's nine the, hours of Pele and Hoop God uh, talking to each other. We yeah, a, you can attend this yourself in Los Angeles public event this year at E3. Oh, do that. We had Hoop God try to big-time EA at the, during our Battlefront appointment last year Hoop at God. E3. Don't Some worry about it. Stage. So we were waiting to get into our Battlefront appointment, and EA had this like massive booth, lots and lots of stations, because it's you know forty players. Yeah, and they're shuffling people in, and Hoop God is like, "I was on stage. Let me in. I'm Hoop God." And the, the security guy like blocking the door is like, "I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like my job is to let people. You're in. Hoop God. I'm Door God. <laughs> door God says you're not coming to the door. <laughs> door God's power blocks Hoop God's power. You can't even get in the building if you can't get past <laughs> Door God. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so Martin Saline and I had a really good... Actually, I don't even know how long it was. I lose track of time oh, nice. with these things. It was probably 40, 45 minutes, something awesome. like that. We got a big, big long podcast today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's going to inevitably be a long show with whatever we record now. So stay tuned for that in the middle of the show. And elsewhere, I uh, want a real quick plug. IGN Unfiltered, the other show, since, since everyone here has to have 17 shows at a yeah. minimum. That's yep. like a, the quota. Yep. You know, Destin's on Fireteam Chat. Marty's on well, what isn't Marty on. That's true. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Mitch yeah. has got overclocked. You haven't interviewed me yet on Unfiltered. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's the only show I have. a long and storied <laughs> career. Marty at the rate yeah. you're going, you'll be a worthy candidate soon. My, uh, I got mad at Jared because he hasn't invited me on Vault. And then he replied with, you've never played Fallout? And I was like, point, counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, so Aaron Greenberg from the longtime Microsoft executive was my guest for mm-hmm. the January episode that went up on January 31st, yes, or whatever that Friday was, close to the end of January. We went through a lot of interesting stories. He's been around since the beginning of Mm -hmm. Xbox. Like, if Xbox was its own company, he would have been, like, employee number 10 or something, effectively. So a lot of good stories there. He's played Sea of Thieves. He talked a little bit about... Nice. What it's like to play Sea of Thieves, which we I want to know about yet. So please look for that on either ideally IGN, YouTube, or there's an iTunes feed for just yeah. audio only as well. But if you if you only listen to audio, not only will we not make any money. That's true. But you will miss my svelte. Yeah, you, high, yeah, you cleaned up. You were a fancy. Boy. You professional. Yeah, I, I, I dolled it up. You get that once a month when you when unfiltered <laughs> rolls around. Yeah, and then also the E3 live show, but that's it. That's it. Or when an Xbox new Xbox gets revealed. I just can't <laughs> wait till it's T-shirt season again. Yes, that's yes. really what I'm looking Real forward to. Not a fan of that. Ugh. I wore a hoodie and a jacket, and it was not enough. No, America has made not me. Enough. We are, and then the rest of the country's like it's. 54 We're degrees buried in under San Francisco. Yeah. I haven't Stop seen it. my dog in a month. <laughs> Fluffy, no! <laughs> my family's disowned me because it's cold and it's They've windy. had to slice open the family dog and crawl inside yeah, and live in him. it for, wa- for yeah. warmth. And then, the dog uh, dog. Dog dog? I like dog that. Dog. Speaking of which, are we getting Uber puppies today? Is that Oh, I happening? forgot. Oh my God, I hope it's that's time. It's 11 o'clock. Ring it, somebody ring it up. I mean, Andrew's Tell Goldfarb to do it. Be doing it. Uh, yeah, I, wanna, I want puppies to be here when I walk out of this room. We're not supposed to bring puppies to work, but counterpoint, we're still going to get those puppies to come to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm Marty. That's what the, the hit uh, NWA song, F the Police, was about. It's about bringing puppies to work when they say you can't. Marty's allergies <laughs> are kicking Don't in. Don't let the man hold you back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get those puppies <laughs> in your office. Oh, yeah, I'll, bless you. Uh, also, well, if, uh, if the puppies come, then I'm legally allowed to work from a bar. <laughs> that's, that's true. A, that's a, hey. That was in my contract. Yeah. So more puppies. They don't make 
they make alcohol out of you barley, not not dander. You're gonna <laughs> need your uh, emotional support, Mitch, with you. So <laughs> <laughs> my service, Mitch, <laughs> yeah. Ser- service human, <laughs> like a th- therapy, Mitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. And then uh, lastly, the division mm-hmm. is our IGN first game for February. Yes. Convenient timing that the beta just ended. Yeah. How about that? Uh, in fact, it was a massive dice roll because they're like, "All right, Hope we're really psyched good. about the game, <laughs> but if this beta doesn't go over well, our month yeah. is in bad shape right from the get go." But I thought that was a massive joke for a second. Eh? That would have been pretty good. That would have been pretty good. There's just too. It's too easy with that studio. That's name. true. Yeah, we well, gotta we gotta make it a little harder. Mm-hmm. Like Coldwood Interactive, makers of Unravel. That's oh, I, that's the, I was like, who the hell is Coldwood? Yeah, start working some Coldwood jokes. Is that their first things. game? No, no. <laughs> They've done weird, like a, they have a series of ports and PlayStation oh, Move games. This some, is their like big like. Yeah, yeah this is their the first game. like not extreme sports. <clears throat> phone it in kind of thing. Like, seems, it, I don't it, say phone it in. I don't That's know. They disrespectful. Some, of yeah. course, yeah. They're not lazy, of course, but they they had some like iffy quality games back when. Sure. Interesting. Cold so wood. the division mm-hmm. is we're covering it all month long. It's all, and we're focusing our coverage much like we did with our Destiny IGN first way back mm-hmm. when, uh, which that happened during the, the beta happened during our month. Yeah. We're focusing all of our coverage on the post beta stuff awesome. that you haven't played. Yeah. So, I'm curious to go around the table and see what you guys thought of the division because uh, I streamed it. Mm-hmm. I actually I played it live for the for my first time. The world got to see oh, what cool. I thought of it. I, and I really I, I wanted that game to be good so bad. We've talked about mm-hmm. it on the show, and I the beta just it didn't give me enough, mm-hmm. which but on purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was enough to go like I think there's something here. Yeah, so like, I really I, think there's something yeah. here. as bare bones as it was because there were like. Three There's or five one different story kinds mission. of quests. And yeah. then, yeah, some side stuff. But it's enough that I'm like, okay, this is a good loop. Like, I can get into the habit of, okay, we just did Madison Square Gardens. Uh, let's go rescue those hostages. Let's go over there and clean out this thing. Let's yeah. go do this. Let's find these tools. And, like, there's a lot of stuff in that world to find and pick up and do. And I hope that loop works over the course of, like, whatever that campaign is. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the loop was really satisfying. Um, I'm a little... I'm hoping that the beta, just the way the beta was designed, was more claustrophobic than what the game will actually be. I'm hoping for you know a lot more freedom, sort of being dropped in midtown and being like, oh, go wherever right. you want. Like yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping like, you know, make my own sort of story. As yeah, opposed to, it felt like the missions were really like uh, corridor and then combat zone and then corridor. And I'm like, well, this isn't. I, if you're giving me a giant open Manhattan to, as my playground, I want it to be a giant open Manhattan. Yeah, so. I also just want more enemy variety. Yeah, like, which again, a beta. You, get like, a, you, of get course, a, you yeah. did get yeah. a touch of that. Like, there's a, a couple of the cleaners, the, cleaners. the flamethrower guys, and then there's like a couple of the purple color-coded uh, yeah. heavies, or whatever they're yeah. actually called. Destin, I, I know you yeah. brought a you brought a console to Pack South just to play this beta. <laughs> yeah. Streamed it on Twitch.tv. What did you What did you think of the Destin channel? Because I plug, I plug regret I missed your your Twitch stream. Yeah, so uh, I streamed it from the hotel room. Luckily, great upload, so everybody can <laughs> could uh, watch me. I'm sure the hotel shout was out to the West I was, I was about to say <laughs> shout out to the Comfort Inn. Grand Hyatt. Antonio. Grand Hyatt. Uh, everybody was like, "How are you streaming? What hotel are you at?" I want to know how to do that. But uh, Comfort Inn. No, it was Grand Hyatt. Motel Six. Like connected right to the convention center anyway uh game is really good i have a few concerns uh i want to do more in the single player experience with my buddies yeah. uh comparing it to destiny like you can run three mad strikes in destiny and stuff like that and you kind of do that in this world you got a little bit of that but like you have to go to a map and like update it to get new quests and like once you clear the world there's not really anything there sometimes you'll have random encounters right but again there was know? there was like 
by design almost nothing in the beta, which yeah. was just like, oh, yeah. That worries would, me for the full product. I would have liked though, a little yeah. more, a little yeah. more. That's the thing is like, you can fall back on it's a beta, it's a beta, it's a beta, because they're probably going to have more. Mm-hmm. But I worry, like, what if they don't? Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm like, well, I, that's the point of our, yeah. our IGN first month yeah, of coverage. Just show you what is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've already got a little bit of that. We put up a, an eight-minute video on... You know, there, you can go down into the sewers yeah. and do nice. stuff down there. Warlocks. So we've got some, yeah, some sewer gameplay. I, yeah, I like collecting the cell phones and like mm-hmm. the little gadgets and stuff. But like yeah. the echo stuff world, is really yeah, cool. yeah. That stuff was pretty fun. And then I went to the dark zone. and I had no clue what the hell was going oh, on. Uh, I'm like, all right, these guys are being cool. They're with me. I'm the why? Why is this saying on the back? Why am I getting shot? Like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Brandon and I yeah. were having a really good time yeah. in the dark zone actually because yeah. we could we could sort of work together where. We could flank, like if there was, if you shoot someone, they... <laughs> you're marked rogue. Yeah, you're marked yes. rogue. Yeah. And if, if you graze them, it's maybe only for a few seconds, but if you full out assault someone, it's for like two minutes. Yeah. You and can also everybody, mess with people. Like yeah. you can shoot at them but not hit them. And right. they'll be like, oh, you're shooting at me. And they'll hit you and now they're rogue and yeah. you can take them down. Like you can bait people yeah. in. Yeah. Smart. A lot yeah. of people had a problem with that actually because there was no reason really to be good in the dark zone, you know? You were more encouraged to kill other people and get their stuff and then extract it. You know, or like eventually. Well, but you can like kind of, yeah, you can kind of work together though. You can sort of mm-hmm. form those. So it, it does seem like the, the, the only question will be, will that, will higher level players just roll it later? Well, yeah, you know what I, I mean? mean, there needs to be. Well, there's level caps for each area. For each the, yeah, section. Yeah. So it's like one that's, to seven. Oh, that's and, smart. Yeah, and then that's like smart. eight to twelve because we couldn't roll with our level eight guy. So my level six character is never going to encounter a level twelve, sure. which was yeah. the max in the dark zone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm hoping there's more incentive to uh, be cooperative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think I, that's like they need a sort of balance of like, man, if I risk it and try to kill everyone, I get X. But if mm-hmm. I play it cool and if we do this cooperatively, we get Y. Right. Like, yeah. I was really digging the weapons, like uh, the different weapon attachments you can get, yes. how you're constantly getting yeah. that loot feedback, and you're like, ooh, this one's a little better. I'll put all my mods over here. And then you sell it. You get some and money. I love the know. fact that, to their word, it is like has some serious RPG elements mm-hmm. to it. It's yeah. not just a third-person shooter that you're online <laughs> I mean, I would, with. it's built like a third-person shooter. It is not a shooter. It no. is an RPG. Yeah. yeah. For I mean, sure. Like, see that when... Uh, the way a bullet interacts with an enemy yeah, is... It's not it's, a shooter. It's, it's arguably... There yeah. you go. I'd say it's arguably more of a role-playing game than Mass Effect 2 is. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's closer to Mass Effect 1, yeah. which, you yeah. know, you'd have an enemy in your reticule and it would yeah. be based on stats and to be based on mm-hmm. dice rolls and that kind of stuff. So everybody's comparing it to Destiny, at least at least the Destiny community is. Cause oh, we are those, too. Okay, well, <laughs> We wrote a, lot, a feature about it. Yeah, a lot of people are going to like make that transition from Destiny to the Division. And one thing that Destiny did fantastic is just had all these beautiful set pieces. You got, you know, Venus, you got Mars, and they all oh, look distinctly. The yeah. They look distinctly different. The moon, you know. Division, uh, it's just, it's New York. You can go downstairs, you can go on rooftops, but for the most part, you're a real-world New York, and there's nothing, like, visually that's dramatically different. And Unless, that's something I would love to see later in the game, maybe. Maybe, maybe there's Central know? Park. Yeah, you know, maybe Central there. Park's, be... like, all infected or something. I mean, yeah, like, Central is Park is an obvious candidate yeah. for a really good dark zone. Yeah. yeah. Ellis Island, maybe, you never yeah. know. Totally. Yeah. yeah, and they said as the game, it's not going to be at launch, but they're going to have the different boroughs. Yeah. On. yeah, like yeah. Brooklyn will be yeah. DLC down Just the line. kill all the hipsters. The whole game is a snow-covered New York. Like, different seasons would be a good way oh, to accomplish that, you know. That'd like, be like, maybe. yeah, that'd be really interesting. Man, mm-hmm. that would have would to be, be like really an expansion, cool. though, where it's like, okay, the world stage is changing as a, like, Cataclysm and WoW. Where it's yeah. Like, it's different for everyone now. Mm-hmm. Or, like, what if 
I mean, it's way too ambitious, but what if the game, like, updated sort of in quasi-real time? Oh, like, yeah, it reflects the real game yeah. summer. Yeah. 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 That'd be neat. It's not unheard of. What, uh, Project Gotham Racing did it? Or no, no, before that. Yeah. What was the PGR uh, Metropolis Street Racer yeah, yeah. did it in, wow, like tw- yeah. 15 years ago? Yeah. That's but really cool. The game, like, rockets you to level six, like, mm-hmm. doing the story missions. Then it's just, like, brick wall. Yeah, it's like Destiny, you where know? it's, like, back when it was, yeah. like, okay, can level you hit 20. level 25? Good luck. Yeah. The 20 yeah. is in Destiny is when you started hitting that brick wall. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, yeah. Overall, I think the, the community reaction I've seen to it, seen to the beta, seems very positive. Yeah. People seem, yeah. and and I think, I think we're agreeing that the potential we were hoping to see, we haven't seen the full picture of, but mm-hmm. it's still there. It, we're, our hopes are not dashed. Cautiously yeah. optimistic. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Not ready to be like, yeah, get the division yet. I'm still kind of like, I need to like play the full. Yeah, game. there's a lot you know? to like about it, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm waiting for the thing that really hooks me. That makes yeah. me like, yep, I'm gonna spend hundreds yeah. of hours doing this. Well, Great. we do have a bunch of post-beta coverage coming yes. up all month on IGN. Uh, Brandon Tyrell was spent a week in Sweden at, at Massive yeah. to mm-hmm. bring it all back. So he knows the game better than just about anybody else outside of Ubisoft at this Pretty point. But, oh, remember before when we were talking about Division and I was so worried about the servers? For the most part, it was pretty smooth. Yeah. PC players, though, a lot of hackers on the Big PC Big time side. cheating. We're going to talk a lot about sucks. that on Overclock today. Yeah, that kind of sucks for them. But but cons- PC Master Race, Mitch. Uh, that's what, what happens when you're the Master Race. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever, that game will launch and they'll, well, there'll be vac stuff. It's fine. <laughs> What's a vac stuff? I don't even know what he just said. It's vacuums and stuff. Very like, awesome security. <laughs> <laughs> security spelled with a C. I don't know if huh? you know that. It's going to take Mitch's word for it. PC yeah, stuff. Um, yeah, it okay, let me wrong. Wrong. let's get out of here. Prove me wrong. <laughs> too, too early. Prove you wrong that security doesn't start with a C? Try it. I, I think do something. society proved you wrong, bitch. Society. Merriam-Webster proves you wrong. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so that's that. We'll come back. We got some interesting news to discuss. Hey, let's start talking about E3 in February. Sweet. Shall we? Actually, we started talking about it last week in January. Who am I kidding? Cool. We'll talk some uh, E3 news, some Killer Instinct, Star yeah. Wars, Square, Amy Hennig, Star Wars game. And then uh, we'll talk to Martin Saline the, from Coldwood Interactive on Unravel. So be right back after this. All right, news time, starting with some E3 news. We may have just, even last week, when we were talking about EA's whole... Yeah, yeah. Whole, uh, weird shenanigans that they're pulling at E3. If you missed it, listen to last week's show. You can attend E3 this year, at least EA stuff. Mm-hmm. You can. They're going to have all sorts of public playable things. You can meet Pele. <laughs> yep. Hoop God's going to be Hoop there. Hoop God will be there, uh, provided the bouncer lets him in. Who's, who, who is he? I have no idea. Just don't worry about it. Don't, don't even it. sweat it. I was going to say go watch last year's conference, but don't. <laughs> no. I was there. I don't want to so, go again. So Bethesda is, in fact doing another E3 press conference this year. They were they said after last year's, which everybody kind of agreed went really well, Pete Hines did a great job hosting it. Yeah. The content was solid. It was all gameplay focused. They didn't mess around with uh, aging soccer stars or any of that stuff. <laughs> I think they heard our show, and they're like, yeah, they're right. We you're going to take another. the credit? Yeah, we'll take Good the job, credit. Good job, us. I totally <laughs> didn't think they were going to have one. No, I didn't You either. are a madman. No, <laughs> I, I totally didn't either. think, because no matter what they have, 
nothing's going to be as big as revealing Fallout 4. No, but they don't need except to for Elder Scrolls 6, but which they're not or, no, or, or let's start there. The Fallout 4 DLC exactly. for the next year. But that's exactly. not as big as Fallout 4. No, yeah, but nothing will big. be. Not, nothing. No, nothing is as nothing at E3 will probably be as big as the reveal exactly. of Fallout 4. But they still have other stuff. Like they have a lot of studios and they that's, have a lot of games. That's what I want to talk about is what do we think is going to be there? Yeah. So you're yeah. Destiny I'm Fallout. saying Fallout 4 DLC, there's no way they but, don't talk but about it. But that's a that's a 5 to 10-minute footnote. No, no, no. They could talk about the whole season pass, like all four episodes, go over briefly I would like less zone and less. Out. Yeah. I think it would be zone super out. boring. Yeah. Why would that be boring? Like, you have no idea what it is. Do you remember the Fallout 3 DLC content Operation they did? Anchorage. Yeah, it was like, there you, was some cool you like, infiltrated fine. like a slave quarters, was, you fought aliens. But like, it a, was all you needed. E3 things. to me isn't about DLC. Correct. Every about, E3 since Destiny was revealed has been about Destiny DLC. See, and they, the they take a 15 minute Yeah, but I don't think, find that interesting. I think but they the also Fallout, don't have a press conference. Yeah. That they're trying to woo people. Well, you know. Okay, I'm not saying the whole conference is going to be Fallout 4, but it will be a large chunk. Right. Of it also course. won't yeah. be like yeah. Operation Anchorage. It won't. I don't think, and I would love it if they did small, short story, standalone things, mm-hmm. but I really don't think it's going to be that for Fallout 4. I think Fallout 4's DLC is not going to be that. It's going to be like, uh, what was the Skyrim one? The big one. It was huge. The sc- it's like uh, Oblivion had one too. Oh, Oblivion's was. Like, was uh, we went to the Mushroom Palace. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I reviewed it. Shivering Isles. Yeah. Shivering Isles. It'll be yeah. a gigantic new space. It'll be somewhere you haven't been with characters you've never met. Like a smaller story like they did with Fallout 3, but right. on a much larger scale. I think it'll be a big deal. I don't think it's going to be a bunch of small things. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to be right, but the idea of a. I, I would refute that only because a season pass, I don't think, like a season pass, I think sort of inherently, it carries this definition of a lot of Did they sell one of those? What? Didn't they? Did they sell a season pass? They did. They said, buy it now, trust us. Interesting. Right. Okay, we ripped them. (laughs) As we do everyone. As we do. No, I mean, it could be a combination of both, right? Like it could be, okay, here's the gigantic new area, and then a bunch of short stories in it. If it is a new area, it'll be within the existing world, and they'll like have you go through a tunnel or something to get to it, because I don't think think they're going to like expand the map. (laughs) Or like send you to, that's, or it'll be a confined space like an alien spaceship because it's easier. Sure, that's yeah, what happened with Shivering Isles. Is yeah, you, you took a portal to it. Yeah. from in Oblivion. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, okay, so Destin believes Fallout Four DLC will be a that's a part of a, it. A, a, a substantial yeah. chunk. Yeah, but you're you're advocating that. Uh, They'll go over sales and stuff too during that time. Talk about the success of Fallout Mitch Dyer. I, you, we do we agree that your Potential Mitch Dyer game of the year, Dishonored Two, if it if it delivers everything the first one did, because that was your yeah. game of the year from two thousand twelve. Love that game. That's got to be the headliner, right? Dishonored yeah. Two. It'll be. I feel like that'll be 2016's Fallout Four, right, where it takes up a huge amount of the yeah. presentation. Yeah, you'll see long gameplay demos. You'll talk. That's what rap, I mean. My headliner. Yeah. <laughs> like Raph yeah. like yeah. and the Raph and uh, Harvey are going to talk about yeah. a lot. On yeah. Stage. My. Lo- I'm super stoked for Dishonored Two, but. I not feel like it's kind of a yeah, kind of a niche headliner. But I feel like they want it to not be that. sure. Exactly. They want it I to agree be the game Mitch. where you're like, because the first one did really well, but not to the point where it's like, oh, this is like Bethesda's big new right. franchise. It, yeah. it wasn't a breakthrough yeah, new but franchise. With, but with like a super rad like 10, 15 minute demo, like you yes. could definitely put Where that you show game, off yeah. like a bunch of really awesome new skills, cool places. Cool big, story stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Stealth. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. That can story, really drive yeah. home how awesome this game is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... 
I hope so. I want that to be the next big thing because people who haven't played Dishonored are seriously missing out. Yeah, I, I still don't believe you, Ryan. That Doom's coming out before E3. Because <laughs> I agree, so, they've been so completely. They've no been way. So quiet about it. No they've PR. Been, they've been no, running. They they just no did marketing. A, they just did a PC gamer cover. They just did a Game Informer cover. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was a PC gamer cover. They're fairly recent. Do they have well, anything on TV? Yet? They've they've no. been. Uh, well, most games don't do any TV until, until like until. until well, when is it? Yeah. April. Uh, I mean, they've said spring. Yeah. So that's, no way that could be anywhere until June twenty. Up until E three. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I yeah, and they've been running. Uh, there have been two closed multiplayer tests. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I I think it's I think yeah, it will I, be spring because that game's already been delayed. I'll believe it when I see it. Just I mean, like, that's fair. It's like, fair. Their demo last year was pretty good. Well, like, yeah, let me put it this way: what it was like. Even if Doom isn't out before E3, mm-hmm. there's no way it's going to be a substantial part of their press conference because it was a huge piece. It was like the yeah. the number two game in last year's yeah. Yeah. press conference. What they opened with? Uh, they opened with. I thought they opened with Doom. They did. You're right. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They did. And it was, and it was a really great demo. Yeah, it was great. It was the first time we actually got to see the single player campaign. In well, action. if it's if it's not Doom, I wonder what other major name that's a shooter they could well, possibly gonna, hold on. do. Just just hold on, <laughs> settle down. Uh, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online. You figure there'll be another big expansion shown oh, that's for a, that I'm probably. Doing real, real swift bathroom break then. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think it's, it's the yeah. ballad plays. You get to yeah. you get to take a break. Yeah. You know, get to go pee Andrew, and get I gotta another pee. beer. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking the opposite approach. I'm predicting that this game is shut down in 2016. Wow, what? Not shut down. You are. Oh, no. they're it's, not going to continue. It's just hit its stride it. now that it's on the consoles. I don't think it's going to. You're last. crazy. You're like crazy. That, now, like they have an established player like base it. and everything. Wild card, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Is it free to play or is it subscription? It's it's. Pay sixty dollars and then you don't have to pay anymore. It's like basically Wars. like okay. Destiny, effectively. Got it. Yeah, yeah. But you I pay for know. the little DLC. Chunks, do you know right? the public like the damage it would do to the Elder Scrolls brand if yeah. they shut that Not, game down? I feel like they. It's need too, too harsh of a reaction. I, I also feel like if slash when they inevitably shut it down, it has to be like, but here's the sequel to Skyrim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's too soon yeah. for that. We're devoting the resources well, to you know, Skyrim. Let's, let's yeah. talk about that. So yeah. I got a lot of, I've gotten a lot of tweets and we've gotten emails to the show. People think that, oh, well, of course they're going to reveal Elder Scrolls nope. 6. Not a <laughs> no, chance. Right? Development no, of that game a is in hell. a dream right it now. It exists. That's what it, people, it might not even yeah. exist on paper It's in yet. Todd, Todd's notebook. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it is. A, See, it's this, the Fallout team is the Elder Scrolls team. And yeah. so One fo- team. Yeah, and so Fallout yeah. was done three months Four ago. Years. Oh, no, uh, but I'm just saying. Yes. Fallout finished a couple months ago, so they are. And they're doing DLC stuff, which, might, you know, they might be part doing, of the team. Sure, right, yeah. like it might be part of that team and part of the yeah. team in Montreal that they just right. opened. Yeah, yeah. I, people Fallout. want that, and they're so hopeful for it. They're like, yeah, they're going to say it. I mean, here's the Curb thing. Curb your expectations. Yeah. That's Joe, not happening. Video game companies. Yeah. They need more time. Well, companies, period, are predictable. I mean, well, forget it. Human beings are predictable. When something works, you're going to keep doing that something until it doesn't work. So... That would suggest that they will follow the same plan for Elder Scrolls Six that they did with years? Fallout Four, where everybody knows they're making it, but they won't announce it until like the month before. They'll blow it out at E3 2018 yeah. because right. it's probably going to be a three-year dev cycle. Yes. Fallout was four, 
but that there was a console yeah, transition there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we get a super basic teaser. No, I don't no, think so. But that would be not a logo. I'm kind of with you guys because but like, look at the I don't know. Look at the yeah. impact that that Fallout 4 announcement and that Fallout 4 E3 presentation yeah. had, and it they rode that thing right to launch mm-hmm. with a, such a short window. Remember how it's huge. Remember how they handled Skyrim though. They did that tease of the wall, but the I'm brick saying, wall, and then logo. And yeah, that, but that was, was like years that was a lot, yeah. and and they have since. Evolved from that to what they did with Fallout 4. Since then, Bethesda's become a publisher of other stuff, big stuff. Smarter about how they market. Yeah, I just think uh, there's no reason why they would deviate from the Fallout Mm -hmm. plan with with Overworld 6. Super well. Which means we all know they're making it. They'll they'll deny it because they have to. Yeah, but but also they they have shareholders. Yeah, Yeah. but I think E3, you know, May of 2018, it'll be. Oh, here's the here's the announced trailer. We're doing it, and yeah. then E3, E3 a month later, gameplay. it'll be the blowout, and then they'll yeah. run right to a November mm-hmm. release. I think that makes a lot of sense. Not a chance this year. Sorry, no. sorry, so, fans. Yeah, totally agree. We want it to, but I not would bet happen. a steak dinner on that, not just in an in and out lunch. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. In fact, oh, somebody's gonna owe me a steak dinner. Was it Why? Vince? I think what over the, the Destiny Two. I think that was a steak. What bet. was the bet with Destiny Two? Or was it one of you guys? Oh, Somebody. I've... No, you made the Battlefront 2 bet with Mitch, right? Yeah. Right, that's a Mitch bet. Somebody bet me that there wouldn't be a Destiny... It was the same thing, that there wouldn't no be Destiny a Destiny 2. 2. It would just evolve. That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No. Yeah. Probably so Destiny what else? 2 this year. What yeah. else at the Bethesda conference? I got to figure that Tango Gameworks mm-hmm. is ready to show something, because that Evil Within came out... Uh, fall of uh, 2014. Yeah, so it'll be almost yes. two years. A year and a half. Yeah, that's DLC in the next year, though. Yeah, but um, again, they'll have yeah. something though. Like they, like you think part it's of the team will have been DLC? No, Tango. No, or, Tango. Sorry, sorry. Game. So I'm looking at our Evil Within sh- two, maybe or cheating. something new. Uh, Probably something new. I think it's gonna be something new. Yeah, I don't think the Evil uh, Evil Within was received pretty well. I don't pretty think it sold no, super pretty well. well. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah. I just don't think. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that has franchise. Sorry, I meant to say not. Wolfenstein, which I'm excited to talk about. But uh, Evil Within uh, 2, I don't think that'll happen. Do you guys think they're working on a different product? That's literally what we're talking That's about. That's the conversation we're having. That's literally Destin. the conversation we're Destin. having. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong We're mid that, that conversation. I just segue to correct my mistake. He's in segue mode. Yeah. So... I think, yeah, if Tango shows something, I think... I don't know. I I, I imagine new. IP. I would love to see Shinji Mikami go like crazy with something completely different. Yeah. Right. Like, like the Evil Within was sort of what if I got to do Resident, Resident Evil 4, 4 again? 5. Right. Yeah. What if he did something as inventive as that for the new generation? What if what he if, did yeah. a, v- a VR horror game? Nope. No. Nope. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I don't want that. Get me out of there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, because your dreams would be haunted for um, the yeah. rest of your life. I mean, life. honestly, one of the things is I think everyone is going to have a VR section of their press conferences. No. Third parties. Not Microsoft. Not AR. AR. Yeah, HoloLens. Uh, Yeah, so I think... I don't think this year. I... Think this year, yeah, Oculus will already be out. Vive will already be out. Morpheus or PSVR will be close to being out. I think we're going to definitely see. We know there's a giant internal team at Ubisoft that's yep. working on of course, VR Bethesda projects. If Bethesda does that, it'll be this game supports VR. It's not going to be we're making no, that a game. W- I don't for think that'll VR. be a thing ever. Ubisoft it will not be game literally VR. every platform yeah. launch. It's part of their strategy. Yeah. They, like you, you can, can play Doom game. with VR. And that's no. games. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I don't think if you're making a game for VR, your game is coming out in VR. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the last thing that I think could happen at this Bethesda press conference, because remember, it's, it might be an hour, it might be an hour and a half, but 
you know, we've already talked about Dishonored 2 as probably the 15, 20-minute headliner. We're going to finish it up with a big old bat uh, Fallout demo. 4 DLC, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online expansion, unless it, unless Mitch gets it canceled. I don't think it'll be by E3. I think by wow. years. Wow, the blood's on your hands, Dyer. <laughs> Lady Macbeth. Uh, something from Tango, whether it's Evil Within 2 totally. or something else. It'll now, be a the, scary game. The other thing I think could happen, and I want to happen, is a new... A new title from Machine Games. Yes. The guys that, of course, they were the core members of the Starbreeze team. Yeah, that made went, Riddick. They made Riddick, and then they went and uh, started the new studio with Beth- under Zenimax and Bethesda. They gave us Wolfenstein The New Order, which is one of the best first-person shooters, period, and particularly one of the best first-person shooter, uh, single-player yeah, first-person totally. shooters in a number that of years. It was way better than it had any right to be. Yeah. Like, I went in so yeah. low, and I'm like, oh, this game's awesome. After that first level that yeah, was just not good, the rest yeah. of it was amazing. Yeah. So here's what I think. I wonder... Now, B- Bethesda owns all of its software, and thus all of its software's properties. You they just rebooted... Well, I was just no. about to say, we raging? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> We're not raging. No one's ever raging again. <laughs> Rage but against the machine games. I would love to see them... To see machine... Give machine games give the Wolfenstein single player narrative driven shooter treatment to a Quake reboot. I, I really could, thought we were going to see that last year. I could totally that's exactly get what that. I thought we'd see that last year. Yeah, I mean, because that's a series that like has ever Quake's since huge. Ever since Team Arena, that game like has not caught a, that series has not caught a break. Well, it sort of lives a quiet life as uh, as uh, the 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 browser based. Mul- yeah. you know, yeah. multiplayer e- sort of esport thing. Yeah. So that's where I was going to go with this, obviously, is that I think instead of doing a single-player narrative thing, as good as they are at that, I feel like if Quake is coming back, they're not the right team for it because the team they're going to want for it is going to be religiously devoted to competitive gaming because Quake but, is so But that's exactly my point, though. Esports. I mean, I just I feel like how do you make Quake interesting again? Yeah. Have machine games make a narrative-driven campaign and make that universe incredibly interesting. The yeah. same yeah. thing they did yeah. for Wolfenstein. Yeah, Quake's really tough. That's I, a tough nut to crack. Yeah, and no, I think, I think they could do it, though. There's cool lore there. Yeah. In fact, you could even... I'm going to go real deep on you right now. The original version of Quake was more of a medieval... Yeah, it was almost like, like dragons yeah. oh, and man, stuff, hexing. and and, uh, and you had a, an axe at one point, and then it sort of... Evolved past that, and they did you know went more with the pure shooter sci-fi stuff. I really love that idea, but I also really want machine games to not be tethered to an existing property and to yeah. just like gloves off, go nuts with whatever you can do creatively, and just make your own thing. But I see. Worry. I want them to make that own thing out of Quake. Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take I, Quake and sort of redefine worry, what it, right. Like exactly. make whatever you want, but call it Quake. Like it's a, make mm. your own sci-fi thing, call it Quake. Yes. Yeah. I worry that like Duke Nukem Quake's kind of like <laughs> I don't know if it could come back today the way that it used to be. Like I think if they announced a new Quake, sure that would be great, but I don't think Duke's it would thing, get though, the like, resounding. The, prob- the problem with Duke is it has an attitude problem. Quake didn't. Yeah. And Quake is also, but it's also like he's talking about dragons and how it's kind of goofy well, and stuff like I'm that. How do you sell track. that today? Is that know? goofy? I don't know. Skyrim, no, but Skyrim they, sold. They could also. <laughs> that's, they, Design that. Way. I mean, I'm talking about yeah. you know the original Quake had that sort of fantasy theme, but and then the. Mm. Uh, shipping version of Quake was a bit more, it's kind of had some of that, but it had a little more sci-fi. And then, I mean, they could do it in the vein of Quake 2, which was very much a dark science sci-fi. fiction, yeah. dark sci-fi thing. But I just I just feel like those guys could make Quake amazing yeah. again mm-hmm. in a, in a mm-hmm. single-player way that, you know, we don't get good single-player games, sing- shooters that much anymore. Yeah. To be fair, it's hard for me to think of, but Doom looks great. So, you know, I have faith mm-hmm. that they could... What if... 
Here, Mitch, do that. I'm going to throw out a crazy idea, which Hit you may me. call me stupid for, and you're welcome to do so. That'd be real mean, Mitch. What if we can we can both win on this? What if Machine Games does a Quake reboot Wolfenstein style, but then the Battlecry people make the multiplayer component for it? Because Battlecry wasn't... <laughs> <That> game. <laughs> it's not a bad game. I played it, but it's just... It didn't have a, a hook, right? Yeah. And that's why they quietly got rid of it. Yeah, that game's definitely not coming out, right? I can't. I, I played so. it two years ago, and nobody and it was, said a word about it last year. Correct. And we're about to be in a post Overwatch slash Battleborn. That as well. Again, yeah. we've people about are like get is, away from those properties. Well, and it's, we're also no, like yeah. the market's oversaturated, and nothing has come out yet, which is insane. That is yeah. insane. a hero shooter. Uh, I think one studio you left off here that yep. I think will see something is uh, Arcane Austin. Sort of that formerly that prey, prey two, yeah. And oh, so whether it's formerly dishonored, yeah, right. And so whether it's whatever prey became or a completely new IP or something interesting, I think we I'd could be see on board a tease for that. From, from whatever they're working. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Prey two looked cool. Eh, like the I like you. You can stay. Oh yes. <laughs> I was about to say I'll show myself out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited though. E three. I think maybe take the prey name off of prey two. Praise. Oh, yeah. praise gone. That's, yeah, praise. The well, that was praise. yeah, but take what they had and make something better. Well, that was yeah. the thing they couldn't. That was why somebody else's got game. Mm. Anyway, uh, final note on this: they will be occupying the same slot they had last year. So you're going to want to watch it live on IGN, 7 p.m. Pacific Sunday on Sunday night, which is June 12th. Sunday's going to be a real busy day. Yeah, keep we, it locked. We got the e- the EA stuff starts in the afternoon. So yeah, you got to like we said last week, you got to. Plan your E3, move everything up a day, yeah. add an extra day onto it, and we're going to be with you all day with earlier too. Like we're going to have pre-show for coverage, EA. analysis, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch will fun. storm the stage and yell, "I was right!" When ESO gets canceled, which would be a real <laughs> weird <laughs> thing to say. A crazy during thing a to do on stage. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> They're not Who gonna... was that? <laughs> yeah, give it time. All right, well, everything gets canceled eventually. We're all going to get canceled That's eventually. some deep thought about life. <laughs> Stop it. Did you guys do hot tokes before this? All right. Uh, next up, this is up. This is for Destin, so put that phone down. Pay attention. Got it. You can, <laughs> like, just you can talk about this for 60 show. seconds and then we're moving on. The Arbiter. Yes, sir. The once maligned, the, the lock of a previous generation who has become now a friend, a beloved friend. Just he, like Lockwell, Destin. No, he won't. He's on. People are sending me pictures of his toy that nobody bought I saw on the discount shelf. The crappy Target Rose discount of shelf. clearance yeah. price. Are yeah, nobody Lock wants toys. Lock. The, oh, the kids goodness. don't want Lock. The Halo players don't want Lock. I went Bring on, back Chief. I went on Microsoft. Somehow, I was on Amazon on the Halo Five page and yeah. the you know it's your got homepage. Thousands of customer customer reviews. You want to guess what the Average customer, the overall average customer review for Halo Five is on Amazon three, three. two, three stars. Yeah. Okay. And you know why? Because people I, love lock. Exactly. Yeah. They were. It was all <laughs> just like, enough why lock. is it all lock? It's not cheap. See, we were just ahead of the curve. People were giving us crap and like, no, just play the single player campaign. You guys are giving me or crap. don't. <laughs> anyway, multiplayer is amazing. That's why yeah. you should yeah. have Halo Five. <laughs> so good. Rock the X. Arbiter, Halo Six, cheap kills lock. <laughs> Yes! Right? Bullet to the head! Yeah, that's how it should happen. Anyway. Opening cutscene. I don't want to call- <laughs> <laughs> Opening cutscene. This is how what, it ends, What Locke. better way to just move on? Our bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Blam! Let's do this right. <laughs> he cocks like, his shotgun. Like a, 
they're fighting together. Like the cut, opening cutscene, they're they're fighting together, blue team and uh, fire team Osiris, on uh, the new ring that shows up. Whatever you should have finished the game by now if you're going to finish <laughs> it. Halo I literally six. finished it. And I don't even know what you're saying. Know, <laughs> you whatever Halo shows up. And, I don't uh, the flood are there because I do literally expect the flood to come back in six. It's time, mm-hmm. and no, it's uh, <laughs> get him out of here. A flood, yeah. a flood spore jumps onto. He's got his helmet off because he uh, Locke does because he's an egotistical bastard. <laughs> a flood spore jumps on his face. Uh, it gets gets into him, and then Chief just comes up and, and just him out of the execution history. style, and then the credit. Oh, Halo Six. <laughs> Halo Counterpoint. Six. I think Chief is uh, back. They, I think Locke's gonna be this generation's Raiden. And I think we're going to go from everyone making fun of him in a game Five to him being now, the, most be the most badass dude, dude who has his own game. For Plat- that to, for that to happen, make a lock game. for that to happen, they have to cut off his arms and legs and make him a half robot. <laughs> totally, I'm totally down. Way into that. that. Yeah. They dude, did I was that so in Reach. A cat I had, was had a robot arm. Oh, really? One of the, one of the, re- the Well, that's what happened to Raiden. He was like normal and then they like <laughs> destroyed his body. And, him, yeah. yeah. How do you guys hate the dude's name is in our stupid show name? <laughs> it's not called Unchiefed. You like Locked? Was he your favorite? <laughs> this is Look, terrible. that's him. That's him. <laughs> anyway, I hate you guys. Well, he's he's. I don't even like Locked. I just like disagreeing with you guys. It's not even Locke's you're fault. Just, you're joining us on the We Hate Locke segment the of The writer's Locke. fault. <laughs> yeah. Our weekly segment. Our weekly <sighs> We Hate Locke segment. Anyway, Arbiter anyway, might be coming He's to Killer Jago Instinct. and Saber Wolves. <laughs> Arbiter Jango. is coming to Killer he Instinct. He is coming to Killer Instinct. He is the perfect character for this fighting game. Uh, like, just with the sword mechanic and Plasma grenade. Do. Plasma grenades. They did, uh, they did a Master Chief female sort of type character in Dead or Alive. Hold on. Hold on. A master Walk that back. Type. Walk that back. <laughs> it was a everybody... female Spartan. A f- yes. If, okay. Yeah. A female Spartan. But Masterous chief. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know that until you like get pretty far into the game. So for every everybody else, they just thought it was Chief Spartan four five eight Nicole. Yes. And uh, I had to look that up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Also, Nicole is like yeah. the least heroic name. So, like, sorry to anyone named Nicole. Not a real heroic name. <laughs> One of Blue Team's, Master Chief's best friend's Linda. name is Fred. Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> Zoinks, yo. We got a mystery to solve, Scoob. What a biscuit. Nicole. I'm going to so fight this puma. <laughs> Are there pumas in Dead or Alive? No, that's Tekken. No. Never mind. So this Sorry, is Nicole, Nicole when, you're done, when you're done. Uh, the leopard head. I'm going to go play volleyball now. <laughs> <laughs> Meet me at the mall after the, after the, the war is over. I'll be. Let's meet Fred for some drinks at uh, at Sabaro. <laughs> a slice. Oh, Sabaro. Wait. So is is Arbiter voiced by Keith David? No. Well, what? I'm out. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, but uh, he's fighting, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, so I was at the Killer Instinct World Championships when yes. this was revealed. Yeah, they were revealed. Uh, Kim Wu, uh, who everybody really really liked, and then at the end there's a tease for Arbiter, and they lost their minds. Like uh, the fighting game community is really excited. Everybody, I think, kind of gets how he's going to work in this sort of game. I think it's great that the Halo world is coming to the Killer Instinct world. They're doing it with Battletoads also. So, <laughs> Marcus yeah. Phoenix coming soon. Yeah, and they did a great oh, job with Oh, come Rats. on! I can't wait to see what they do with Arbiter, but <clears throat> I can kind of like figure out some of the things they can do, and that gets me excited enough. Have you seen the Left 4 Dead and or Skyrim mods where it's just uh, Macho Spider-Man. Man Randy Savage? Oh, yeah. Where every good. every two seconds it's just like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so what if 
What if that were applied in the same way to exactly what you're talking about? What? I get behind that. Yeah, I can totally get behind that. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. This is, is going to make me get back on board with Killing That would make me say, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think they went with Arbiter and not Chief, though? That's the question. I think I, think I know. Because Chief I think is it's, sacred. Yeah. It's like, well, they put, put a... Spartan in Dead or Alive. Yeah, but it wasn't Chief. It was Nicole. So why didn't they put <laughs> Nicole in this game? Why did they go Chief? Why do you think? Or why did they go Arbiter? I would say Keith David, but apparently that's not applicable. Yeah, no. Keith David's cool. He's a cool man. Well, he doesn't like do voice acting. Like, because, he's just well, kind of first been quiet of all, lately. Uh, yeah. in two th- by 2006, <laughs> 2005, uh, Arbiter wasn't liked yet people yeah, still hated him from 2004 yeah so he hadn't he hadn't re, he hadn't his script he also kind of got yet. short shrift in halo 5 so maybe it's like oh you want more arbiter i mean you just go. also like how we're gonna be talking about Locke in 2019 oh we're not though my man i hope his outro animation is arbiter kills Locke, and then he's like supreme victory <laughs> wait is that even killer instinct isn't that mortal chombat <laughs> well in killer instinct everybody has like an outro animation when you when you win so maybe it's like him Cano- I like the idea that uh, canonically Locke Locke dies in the outro animation of Killer Instinct DLC. <laughs> How can we get rid of him quietly? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I guess I'll talk about that. With the Is next this game, what you wanted? In Halo Six, they'll just reference like, man, it was really, really messed up for that battle toad. <laughs> <laughs> also. Man, remember when I fought a dinosaur? That was wild. That's Literally so- a werewolf ripped his eyes out. <laughs> there was a skeleton and a sort of slightly, into of, a robot. slightly offensive Native American character. <laughs> Season three out March something or other on only on Xbox One. Uh, okay. How long, long till Dave Lang is just in that game? Uh, five minutes. I, I'm building that office. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, th- so this week we were promised a convergence of two of the greatest properties in entertainment. Mm-hmm. This was an email that was sent to media outlets that instantly caused all of us to roll our eyes into the back of our heads. Well, we were also really dumb about this. We were like, I guess it's maybe a Lego game, but <laughs> well, maybe I was like, like Batman, Batman versus Superman. Superman. I yeah. thought Justice it was going to be Mortal Kombat, something else you... Yeah, I did too. it was WB. Literally yes. nobody in this office said Lego Star Wars. Which is the most obvious... Of course answer. it was Lego yeah. Star Wars. We're so stupid. We thought... I thought it was Lego American Sniper. I thought it or was... Or Lego <laughs> Blindside. <laughs> Mortal Kombat versus American Sniper. Bradley Cooper is taking back Iraq. <laughs> block by <laughs> block. What was the stupid Whoa! joke that I made? Dirty Harry Potter. Dirty Harry Potter. Oh, God. Uh, But yeah, it was actually uh, Lego Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Which I I was like... Makes sense. I saw the announcement, or I saw like the night before the the Amazon listing leaked, and I was like, oh, okay, of course it's that, but like maybe it's a little late. And then I saw the trailer and was like, nope, this is perfect. This will be like two months after the Blu-ray comes out. Their sense of humor just still resonates with me. It's (laughs) still so good and charming and funny, and it's just... it's. So joyous and yeah. so in on its own joke. My, so I would, it just gets it. I would also expect that this this Lego game has an even higher budget than all of the other ones do. Yeah. Like, I, if it looks it like that good. trailer, good God, because it was so beautiful. The thing I'm really confused by is because this is going to be the fourth Lego Star <laughs> Wars game because you had original trilogy, 
You had the prequel Correct. trilogy, which sort of ended up becoming <laughs> one game, and then you had the Clone Wars game. They're all but good, though. They're all good. Yeah. Uh, they all draw from a much deeper well than one movie in some very True. interesting... Well, like, they, all they talked games. about how this was going to bridge the gap a little bit between Jedi and... Yeah, and, and there's a Force there's Awakens. a mission called The Phantom Limb, and so we all assume it's how 3PO got his dumb red arm. Well, he died, they're making a comic about that. Yeah, are they? So they could definitely or do that. I like that canonically we find out how he got his arm from this game. <laughs> this, is, this is just the episode about how canon is now just in weird places. Yeah. Uh, it could also be like a, uh, I don't know. No, yeah, I, I was going to say like a Luke Skywalker thing, but I have no idea. Yeah, I'm just thinking uh, in terms of all the Lego games, like Indiana Jones was three movies, uh, or four movies, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the Hobbit. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, The Hobbit was three movies. Lord of the Rings was three yeah. movies. Harry mm-hmm. Potter was four movies and then three movies. Um, it just seems like, I don't know, we all saw Star Wars. Like, is there enough in that thing to, I mean, I guess what you do is you take a five minute scene or a five second scene and you turn it into a 20 minute level. Right. Yeah, and you could also do interesting stuff. Like you could do it, like have a mission as Kylo Ren trying to find Rey, and yeah. it's Jump not perspective. It's yeah, it's not just the hero's perspective because they have so many characters in those games. Yeah. that you get to play as, or you just do a bunch of different villains. campaigns, Poe's campaign and Finn's campaign, yeah. or like campaign. when Finn and Poe crash in the desert, like more stuff happens in the desert. Yeah, oh, sure. like you they know. already showed yeah. that level. The the opening scene of the movie with the old Max von Sydow and the Captain Phasma and all that is like a level in the game, even though it's like what is it? Yeah, I only saw the the trailer that was like the mimic of the original. Might have made that up. I like the parts when Captain Phasma showed up to deliver one-liners, and then you don't hear from her again. <laughs> oh, Phasma, she's coming back. That's such an she underutilized game, uh, character. Game of Thrones season five, yeah, or whatever. I hope that they don't change anything. I hope Max von Sydow's character is like totally humorless and is still like, I've traveled too far and seen too much to <laughs> know the despair in the galaxy. Without the Jedi, there can be no balance in the place. It's like everyone else is like, he's like juggling chickens and everything. Yeah, being all wacky. If I smack you in the face with my Lego lightsaber, will Lego coin pieces come out that I can collect from your corpse? That's all that matters. There could be a Kylo Ren training level, like how he became so strong. They've also they added the cast of the film. Like uh, John Boyega was tweeting that he was like super stoked to do Finn in Lego. So. I don't know if there'll be actual VO, but they have the actors doing the like. Yeah, I mean they. Weird that was Lego how simlish. Marvel Avengers. Is there came, no no no? It's speech. There's okay, speech okay, cool. now. It, uh, but it was really weird because they pulled lines from the Avengers. They got most of the actors, but they didn't get certain ones. So like Robert okay. Downey Jr. and and Chris Evans were talking, but they couldn't get uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. So it was a completely different. They actress. got Downey. Wow. Yeah, but they didn't get. They literally just ripped the lines oh, from the movie, okay. and they sound super out of place because they take a scene in the movie where there was background noise and there was music, yeah. and they just and isolate they just have the, the stem of the yeah, video. and so it's just like a single line. They got literally one line, I think, from Jeremy Renner, so he says the same thing over and over and over. No. And it was really dumb. So I'm That's, hoping it's handled better uh, yeah. in this. Rough, yeah. So uh, that might sell a copy or two, I think. Yep. Lego, Lego yeah. Star Wars. Especially since this will be the first proper Episode 7 game. I don't know if we yeah. did this or if it was their trailer, but did they recreate the trailer it's side It's the by same side? thing. It is the original and trailer. And then we put it side by side. Yeah. We did that. Yeah. That is a really cool well, thing. They I think, did I think it, it was like a well, Facebook they, yeah. video. Yes. Yeah, we put up a video. They that put it on the tee and we whacked yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, Square has announced that they'll announce the release date announcement for Final Fantasy 15 on March 30th. Ryan, you use the word announce a lot there. I know. <laughs> Knock it off, Square. What the... F- no, I think I think this is fine. I think, A, I think the idea of this is real dumb, but I think three games get a pass. I think uh, Final Fantasy 15, because that game's been in development forever, and we've been covering it literally for seven years. I think The Last Guardian, 
the same reasons, and I think Half-Life 3. I think those are three games that get a pass in terms of we're going to create a little event and we're going to hype up that event and also, that's going to happen. Also, you'll never get that for Half-Life because you're going to wake up one Tuesday and the game's going to be on We're stage. never going to get that because we'll no. all be dead. Oh, that game right. will never come <laughs> out. Half-Life 3 has never happened. Um, no. so, Gabe Newell on his deathbed <laughs> will be like, it was never real. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm just being hypocritical because I really like Final Fantasy, but I'm fine with this one. Too. Well, that's the thing. I just you know, I know our entire lives are are based on covering this stuff. Yeah, but there's kind of a line where it's like this. This just kind of annoys me. Like, don't yeah. announce the release date, announcement date, announcement, yeah. announcement. But at least it just was... tell me when it's coming out. I mean, the the only way that this can uh, fix itself for me is it's okay, you're going to announce the release date on March 30th. We get to March 30th, and they're like, it's out tomorrow. Boom. My drop. Oh, my God. And then Dan, that, and then Dan just has that a That would make attack. it okay. <laughs> but, but if it's just like, if we get to this March 30th thing, and it's like, well, it's out in spring of 2017. No, nope, they've confirmed oh. 2016. It is this year. It is 2016. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it'll just be fall. Be well, of course. September, October. Yeah, no um, doubt. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was also, this was part of the active time report they had, which was like an hour where they showcased a lot of behind-the-scenes footage, and then they had this really cool three-minute trailer um, that showcased. It's the, really cool. Yeah, some stealth My stuff. God, the game the looks, game so looks so like good. Metal Gear. Yeah, we have all this new footage. And yeah, we have a new like character Marty reveal. Marty did a rewind and sort rewind. of analyzes yeah. all the combat and the yeah. new spells and all the, and the new UI. like that. Yeah, super cool. Um, First time I heard about this game, the ground literally shook. <laughs> what? We were in Japan. There was an earthquake. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. That's worrisome. I was like, this is a weird segue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah. Uh. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think uh, <clears throat> we were talking about this on the podcast yesterday. I think this will be – I see this the game occupying sort of that Metal Gear Phantom Pain slot early September. Like get in before – The first, sort of own first that mover month. advantage. Own that month. Yeah. Um, whereas what come October, November, it's just gonna be terrifying, and every week something's gonna yeah, come out. I that's see this thing like, "Hey, we're gonna come out what are, September 9th or something, and you have three weeks to play it before the next big." Right? Because like which quickly, will probably be Persona Five. <laughs> Qu- like, quickly, what are the other big third-party games uh, this Effect? fall? Right, Mass yeah. Effect. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's the big one. Yeah. I mean, that's whatever. The big one. Whatever's the, gonna fill the Watch Dogs thing. That I was either Watch Dogs about. or Ghost Recon. Or oh, Ghost Recon. For right. Honor. Ghost Recon will be next year. I don't think. Uh, you think so? Yeah. They need yeah. more separation. They're not shipping an Assassin's Creed Egypt thing this year, according to that whole yeah. league. So they're gonna need I think something. Watch Dogs in the 2 will quarter. be that one. Uh, Wait, be? no Assassin's Creed this year? That's the rumor. Yeah. That'd be great. From the Kotaku leaks. Yeah. Um, I have For Honor, and I think I don't know Ghost Recon maybe has a chance. I I agree. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, they showed it off. It was it was E three last year. Yeah, they yeah. showed off that so, giant demo, and and, it, and I saw the real game running on a PC behind yeah. closed doors. Yeah, and I great. imagine yeah, show it. Have I would love it if it was this year. Oh, I want to yeah. play that game yeah. forever. Yeah, seems awesome. Yeah, yeah those are obviously called. We're gonna get a Call of Duty. I think we'll get a Battlefield well, and Destiny too. Battlefield something. That's, I was just gonna say, yeah. but the the rumors yeah, are right. that there it will not happen this Kotaku's year. Kotaku's right? ruining all uh, of our fun. I thought they said I thought <laughs> that's the, the rumor. I thought the rumor yeah. was it was September. No, uh, the rumor was that it was gonna be this and year, now and now it's no longer. Got it. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, we say rumor, but Kotaku has a pretty yeah, solid. I mean, yeah, their AC sources and their Destiny sources, not bad. So shortly after that article was released, there was also a. Uh, shift of power at Bungie. So that's right. Oh man, yeah. I was out for all huge, of that. Huge, yeah. huge piece of news. Yeah, there. you guys go into that on Fire Team chat, no doubt. With uh, I was, I actually Parsons. wasn't here this Friday. Yeah, but, Pete, uh, Parsons yeah, Pete is now COO, replacing Chief, uh, Harold. Ryan. Harold, sorry, he's just CEO. He was. Yeah, yeah. No idea if it was amicable. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. but 
Yeah, I mean, Pete's been at the studio a long, long time. He's a cool dude. I I really am happy that he's in that seat. I've known Pete. He's a good guy. Yeah, I like Pete. He's on the up and up. I've known him since the Halo 2 days when I I would go up to Bungie to to cover Halo 2. So anyway, uh, so look for... Final Fantasy XV's release date to be announced on March 30th. Yeah. He also said there's going to be another demo. That's and cool. Whether that's, that's great. like Dust Guy, where it's going to be like a new thing, or, or whether it's like thing, a small or a standalone thing, or just a slice of... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited. Star Wars news, Mitch. Right like, up your alley I here. like that Star Stairs War. Wars. Talk to me. You are the Star Wars king at IGN. Thank you. Emperor, I prefer. Uh, <laughs> Emperor Dyer. Yeah, so on the EA had its earnings call this week, and during the Q&A, Blake Jorgensen, who's EA CFO, said, quote, uh, uh, the full quote's not here, but basically, uh, Amy Hennig's Star Wars game at Visceral won't be ready for a few years. That's That means three plus. Yeah, he mentions the exact quote here, we're down to less than 15 major SKUs. And that feels like a good size of the business, and we are obviously announcing that we are investing in some action-based SKUs by bringing people like Jade Raymond and Amy Hennig into our production. I uh, feel like pardon me, m- major our... SKUs must mean like IPs, titles. Well, yeah. big budget franchises. Things. Not like Despicable Me for I- right. iOS. But SKU, and also SKU usually refers to like a console when you're talking about hardware. Yeah. No, I mean a I SKU mean, is a game. It's, it's a product. Well, it's anything that occupies a shelf. Correct. Yes. But I mean, this, so that's uh, we, we're talking about fifteen different things, not like well, Madden's right. ten skews because it's on everything. Correct, okay. right? It's like exactly Madden's right. franchise, Mass Effect, exactly. sure, each of the sports Edge. things, yeah, the yeah. game on the shelf. So gotcha. yeah, the uh, Jade Raymond, which I mean, you were, th- that studio was just set up. Yeah. that's not a surprise. Yeah. that that's a few years out. But it is a little bit of a surprise that Amy Hennig's Star Wars game at Visceral is probably still a few years out, given yeah. that it seems like they've been working on it for what a, a year. How long has About she been there? About uh, yeah, I would imagine when she came in, they started over whatever was happening there. Correct. So, however long she's been there, they've been doing you know pre-pro. I would imagine that game is like now in full-on development. Right. Yeah. I mean, and also, and then, but Motive is also working on that game in some capacity. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm. Again, I don't know if this is how uh, any of this works, but I don't know if the giant success of The Force Awakens would have caused like a pivot at all in development, a sort of like. Well, let's let's take a breather and analyze what people are now love about Star Wars once again. Or if then, it's like the success of that movie, and you know, it's like, oh, cool, right? People like Star Wars. Let's like give them a lot of time. Oh yeah, to we make don't need this to rush game, this. Yeah, and then we can you know fill it with some smaller stuff in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, I like this because it seems like it won't be. Ru- I mean, you mentioned it won't be rushed, but. And I thought maybe it w- they would try to get it out around episode eight, uh, which, course, which was That's just delayed three years away. No, it's two years. Is it? Yeah, because Rogue yeah. One's oh, this yeah. fall. Episode. But if it's What's even... Order? Oh, yeah, Rogue One, eight, Han Solo, nine, Boba Fett. But right. if it's even longer, so to go back to our theory from recent shows, if we're if everybody but Mitch is correct, and there is a Battlefront 2, and it's fall 2017... <laughs> Do you want two Star Wars games that fall? No. So no. you would think then if... If Amy Hennig's game is a few years away, it can be in you know not in the same year as a Battlefront game. Yeah, but right? also yeah, I mean that's twenty eighteen. Assume, that's so assuming th- it's a fall game, right? So Give the Amy Hennig team true. as much time as they need. She'll make something phenomenal. Just let them do their thing. Of course. I don't care. Take as much time as you want. So do we not think the Battlefront two will come before the Visceral game? No, it will. No, it will. Battlefront two will come out next fall. They just won't be a, the same or twenty seventeen. Wow. No, they definitely will be the same year. I, I could see fall 2017 being Battlefront 2. Right, and then that's what I think, too. summer 2018 being Amy's game. 
Game is aim. Gamey's game. Gamey's aim. Gamey's yeah, aim. I'm, I'm you starting really to like 2018. I'm starting to air more. <laughs> Today we do, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to lean more toward Ryan's thinking that Battlefront 2 will be like that trilogy, right? Like it'll be the new Stormtroopers, it'll be the Resistance, it'll be all that stuff. Space combat. Because I think Spires. the last part of the season pass with that EA has announced is obviously going to be Rogue, Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah, you're 100% right. Which, on that. you know, they can, last they can reuse chat. assets. They can have, and they yeah. can give people like new shirts and stuff. But like the Stormtroopers. Oh, shirts? Stormtroopers will be the same. Vehicles are the same. Like they can repurpose those assets really effectively for wherever that movie's going to be set. Good points. Good points all around. That was more news than I thought it would be this week. So good, much news. Good chats. Good chats. Mitch Dyer, anything worth spending money on this week? Anything we can spend our money on nah. this week? <laughs> there are no video games. Video games have been canceled. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> uh, as usual, nothing at retail because it's February. Well, what's uh, So oh. next week is... Oh, Unravel. Firewatch and Unravel. Although Unravel's not retail. True. But yeah, Dying Light sequel, like expansion. Is that expansion? out? When, I don't yeah, know that when that is. That's right. That was dated. It's not on the 9th. 9th? Yeah. Okay, so next right. Tuesday. And that is retail and digital, I think. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Cool. Uh, yeah, nothing to retail. Digitally, we've got The Living Dungeon for 12 bucks. Don't know what that it's is. It's like a tabletop uh, looking... Like a D&D style thing? Kind of, yeah. Huh. Okay. It looked interesting. Level 22 for $7. Shrugs, no idea. Uh, and Cobalt for 20 bucks. I've that's, been getting a lot of tweets about this. People are very interested in it from Mojang. Mojang. Mo- yeah, it's. Oh. Well, Mojang. Overseeing the, the, it, and there's another developer. It. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we haven't played it yet. We haven't. We don't have it like yet. A 2D action something. Yeah, side platformer thing. I yeah. saw somebody something. playing it today, I think. Yeah. At least I think that's what that was. I'm sure. So, yeah, we will. I'm sure we'll have a review. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be as soon as we can get it up. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider's Baba Yaga DLC, Temple of the Witch's Temple. Marty! Yeah, we did it, guys. Giant chicken house. Or Yeah, the thing's weird. Uh, or that's in your season pass, if you bought that, regrettably. <laughs> <laughs> Throw in the judgment on there. <laughs> we threw the judgment on that we thing. Did. <laughs> we did. Very aggressively. Uh, February's Games with Gold is... is it, I assume this is for Xbox One. We're going to do it right. All month long, all February, you're going to get... Hand of Fate. Is that the video game adaptation of, of the Manos, hit film Manos Hands of Man- <laughs> Sadly I would totally not. play that. I would totally. I, Torgo. I believe <laughs> Hand of Master Fate is a, is a card game. <laughs> which is not Manos Hand of Fate at all. Uh, from February 16th to March 15th on Xbox One, you can get Sticks, Master of Shadows. So not yet. Which seems like a like an underappreciated stealth game. Master, where you, I think you play as the villain. Sorry. That's good. Someone likes Metallica. <laughs> uh, on Xbox 360, Sacred Citadel is free until February 15th. Oh. And Gears of War 2, Razor Hail, from yep. February 16th till February 29th. You know, Maria! Which there is one. Maria! Shout anyone, out to February 29th. If anyone checks out Sticks Master Leap Shadows, year. tweet at me. I'd really like to hear what you guys thought of it, uh, at Destin Legary. If anyone's yeah. listening to Sticks, don't tweet at me because I don't <laughs> like Sticks. <laughs> also, yeah, tweet my, your favorite Sticks songs leading up to that point yeah. at me also. What other Metallica albums would you like to see made into video games? Yes. There was going to be a Metallica video game a long time ago. It's before Guitar Hero Metallica. No, before that, <laughs> like an like a it was like a like an action like game, a I twisted think. metal type thing, wasn't it? Oh God, wasn't yeah. it? No, yeah. yes, you're totally right. And then it was somehow, the boss of the game Napster. Like, and this is years. I mean, this is a long ass <laughs> oh, time God, it was ago. Like this Tour is. of Destruction. Yeah, was thank an you. Look it up. Shooting video game. Yeah, Revolution X. <laughs> yeah. Revolution X. Uh, we can just so, when we get back. Speaking of Aerosmith, Armageddon was on at a bar last night. 
and it is really weird that that the game, worst. There is a couple Aerosmith song in the history. Don't want to close my eyes. God, so, wait, that's so that song high. is playing in the background when Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler start getting it on. I'm like, well, that's weird to play her dad's song while yeah. this is happening. <laughs> yeah. And also at the end of the movie, when spoilers, uh, Bruce Willis. But sacrifices rolls himself. and sacrifices himself with Ben Affleck. He says, "You're like a son to me," and I'm like, uh, "Well, your son's about to go have sex with your daughter when he gets back there." <laughs> 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 I started playing. I'm like, "This is a really weird movie." <laughs> I haven't seen the movie in a long time. Yeah, real weird. Uh, it was called Damage Inc. Obviously. Oh yeah, which makes sense. That's great. Glad that didn't does, happen. Does it, were we right about what kind of game it yeah, is? Yeah, it was a vehicle combat game. That's right. Okay. Um, canceled in PS2 era. Yeah, unseen64.net really good website if you want to learn more about cancelled video games oh yeah it was a game featuring the band Metallica in development by Black Label Games and it would have been published by Vivendi for PS2 of course it was little is known (laughs) other than it was a racing game looking possibly like Twisted Metal using vehicular combat yeah uh, inspired by Metallica's music below you can see concept art and oh my goodness there's a CG video or two the okay. uh, the three weapons you can use are fuel, fire, and that. That which I desire. Damn, that's a good joke. I love it. I just thought of a terrible joke. Super dark. Not even going to say it. I'll wait till we're off air. Okay. But it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, after dark. We'll, we'll be right back with the Martin Sailing interview. Learn about Unravel and where this game came from. And uh, it's a really, I think it was a really interesting conversation. I hope you agree. Enjoy. My guest this week, you will know him soon if you do not know him already. He is the creative director on Unravel at Coldwood Interactive. His name is Martin Saline. Welcome. Hi. Nice uh, to meet you. It is nice to meet you. I just started your video game last night, and I'm totally in love with it so far through the first couple areas. I'm looking forward to to playing the rest. It is out on Tuesday. That is why you're here. You're not here for your health. You're here to (laughs) sell a video game, to promote it, to come out. So I appreciate you making the, the... you know, the trip right around the corner from northern Sweden to uh, San Francisco. It's just a short hop, skip, and a jump, right? Yeah, sure. It's just, just around the corner. If, if you just go you just go right over the pole and then you're there, right? It's, <laughs> it's a shortcut. Uh, so the first thing, so Unravel is a game that we all fell in love with instantaneously at E3. I, I was at the uh, E3 Judges Week prior to E3, uh, where there's, uh, and it was shown off there. You were mm-hmm. there. And that was, was that the first time anybody really, pub, it, people outside of EA and people outside the sort of studio saw the game? Yeah, pretty much. That was the, the first glimpse people got. And so. it was, for me, it was love at first sight because it very much reminded me of Limbo. It had a, a, an obvious, uh, just the, the color palette and the, the sort of sense of nature to it. We'll get into all that. But I want to start with uh, the story you told a little bit at that, uh, that event was that you were... Tell me the story of where this game came from. Was you were were you hiking or on vacation? Was it you were you were off in the woods somewhere, yeah. and this this game this this idea occurred to you, and you you made Yarny, and then it went from there. Get, tell me about this. Yeah, that, pretty much. Uh, what happened was was basically uh, it, was, it was kind of a tumultuous time actually at at uh, at the company. Um, we just had a, a previous project canceled, so so at the time everybody was more or less just fired. Uh, you know, it's the video game. That's happened, that's, right? That, that's that's what happens. But um, so then I went off and, and just figured like, oh, this is going to be the last vacation. There's not going to be a job to come back from after this. Uh, but the odd thing about that about 
that whole setup was that, you know, normally, like, I think in the video game industry, you, you kind of all, always deal with this little fear of failure. I guess that's something that everybody deals with. But in this case, failure had sort of already happened. So, so, <laughs> so what happened was just like, I suddenly felt so totally like relaxed and, and you know, comfortable and, and at ease and inspired yeah. as well. So, so that's where um, I was off, off in the woods with my family and just like, you know, living in a tent and, and just doing our thing. And that's when this whole idea about, about making a game about love and the bonds between people really like took form and, and just turned into a real thing. So, yes, it's just like the combination of, of the, the, the environment and also just like this whole, this whole thing about like the, the chaos at the company back home and everything. Yeah. So like the, the big contrast, like this utter calm and, and, and awesome thing and, and this madness that's going on and just uh, trying to do something that was kind of like celebrating the, the bonds between people. And, and I'm already seeing that through the, in the early parts of the game. There's, uh, I don't know, I think it's spoilers or review embargo or whatever. I guess I can't say too much, <laughs> but, but that is very much a central theme to it uh, right, from, right from the jump. So, so where does this little guy, where does Yarny come into the picture then? Yeah, that was uh, basically what happened was that I had this idea. Uh, and I, it was just like a, I know it's not the way you're supposed to do things. You're supposed to always start building the game first and then build the story. But in this case, right. it was just like the story really, it, it just happened. You know, it, it's not because I you know, try to force it out. It's just like this, this idea that popped into my head that I had to do something out of to make something about, uh, about love and, and to have yarn symbolizing that love and to be a creature that was made out of yarn. So... I was just trying to turn that like very rough and very, <laughs> I, I, I admit it's kind of like flaky <laughs> idea into something that was more more solid, more uh, tangible. Um, but I was out in the woods and it didn't really have anything to work with. So that's when I figured that I should just try to try to build something. Like normally what I do when I design stuff at just like the really early stages, yeah. I, I kind of just tend to, I, I want to like sit with a controller and just close my eyes and just try to pretend to play the game. But in, in, in this case, I didn't really know what the game was yet. So I just decided maybe I should just build that character and see what it feels like right. and see what I can do with it. See what, like, what your skills could be or what your challenges uh, could be. So, so what I did was I basically uh, made this little doll from, from materials that I kind of scavenged and found. Like I, I peeled wire off an anchor cable to a boat <laughs> and, and uh, just made a little posable skeleton from that. And then I, um, I borrowed some yarn from a kid who was camping out nearby, <laughs> which was uh, quite weird. But it's like... Hey, kid, I need your yarn. <laughs> exactly. I, he was super curious. I, he asked me, like, like, what do you need it for? What you can do with it? And I, and I told him, like, if you wait two years, you'll know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to tell you now. <laughs> so he was pretty curious. But it was also kind of funny because... Uh, parts of that story almost, I mean, parts of the things that happen on that, I almost feels like made up because it just, it just fits so well. It's just basically, you know, pieces kept falling into place uh, and it was just slightly surreal. And isn't that always how it happens? I, I hear like interviews with, with famous musicians about their legendary songs and how they write, wrote it in 15 minutes. Is, isn't that, is the best ideas are always just quick like that, right? Yeah, it, it's kind of like that, just... 
you never know when inspiration is going to hit you. But it's just, I guess it's about keeping an open mind and just recognizing it when it happens. And, and just going along with the flow, like trusting your, trusting your gut feeling, essentially. So the way you're describing this, so was, was Unravel always going to be a, a puzzle platformer? Or, or was there an original, did it sort of evolve into that from something else? Uh, I mean, at, at first, it was going to be a game about love and the bonds between people, and it was going to be a game that featured a little character that was made out of yarn. So, so that that's where it started. Yeah. And at that point, I didn't really know what it was going to be. But as soon as I started playing with it, and as soon as I started thinking about this character, and and you know, as I made this thing and started just posting it and seeing what it could do, that that's basically the point where I figured that yeah, this would make a really good puzzle platformer. Uh, Had you played? Limbo or, or other... Of course, Limbo yeah, I've, developed I've not, Limbo. You know, in your neck of the awesome. woods, too, it, sort of. Oh, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> your region yeah, of the world, anyway. Kind of. <laughs> it's close enough. But, yeah, I think it's awesome. Uh, but, I mean, inspiration can come from so many, many different places as well. So it's just... It's, it's not just about games. It's about music, and it's about, you know, things you see, places, people, like... Um, I mean, the, the actual spark of the whole thing came from, like, a, a, a friend sang a song at a, at a party once. Huh. Okay, uh, uh, right on that mic. I don't want to miss a word of this. I, 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 I will not sing the song. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I won't put you on the spot for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that, that was basically just something out of the lyrics that, that got me thinking along those lines that, you know, uh, about... Love being real, uh, a thread phys- of physical life. bonds. Yeah, know? yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, now, let me back up a little bit. If I, if Google has it correct, in your previous life you were a tattoo artist. Is that correct? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did that for a while. I was, I was kind of like, I don't know, trying things out. Uh, you know, being a kid essentially, and it turned out to be just uh, the perfect thing to do for me at the time because I didn't really have a lot of direction in my life or anything like that. I'm just, um, so it was just like a cool thing to do because you can take it anywhere and and go anywhere and and just basically, you know, do your thing and figure out what you wanted to do with your life. And it's also like, you know, a reasonably artistic thing to do. I usually, I mean, it, it depends on what you do as well. It, it's one of those things. It's like, it's an awesome medium when you get to do what you want. But when you just get to, like, copy other people's designs, then it's just, it's a grind. And right. it's not much fun. So did you go, did you go where it took you? Did you travel uh, outside, of, outside of your home to, you know, through Europe or, or anywhere else? Uh, maybe not as much as I would have liked. I mean, basically, I didn't ha- have time to do it enough because it turned out that people really, really liked getting tattoos at the time. So <laughs> I was just busy working. But yeah, yeah. It, it, it took me to China. That was fun. Wow. It was one of those like life moments, really. So when, you, when we Google your name, if you Google your name, you, you may not know this, the first autocomplete thing that comes up is tattoo. Okay. Because that's... So let, let's... If people haven't seen it, they might have seen it at E3... Yeah. What is the story behind this one? Because that's obviously a very intricate, uh, that's a big decision right there that you put on your left hand. <laughs> yeah, what, what's the story behind every tattoo? It's, it's about trying to impress people, of course. <laughs> no, it's, it's not really that. It was, it was sort of, uh, it was a combi- combination of different things. It was that uh, I really liked this, this tradition of, of like North Africa, India, where people uh, 
spent with henne on their hands mm -hmm. when there's like big celebrations like weddings and things like that just like for good luck good fortune yeah. things like that so uh, I guess I wanted a, a version out of that but also I mean in truth it was also part of like a dare because I was sharing a flat with a bunch of friends and one of them had a hand tattoo and he would just kept saying all the time that you would never dare to do that <laughs> you couldn't pull it off it's just, just it hurts too much you couldn't do it so then I had to prove that yeah totally I can so the male <laughs> ego took over and now yeah. you've got <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so that that was that was quite interesting. So at the time, there weren't really that many tattoo artists in 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 my city, uh, far up north. So so there was basically me sitting there as a, a young vegan hippie character wanting to get like a North African Indian uh, party tattoo, and and uh, the guy who was doing it was like an old scruffy biker dude yeah. with like leather jackets. <laughs> and it's like, like do you want a bald eagle or something instead? Yeah. <laughs> So, like, it, so, so I can actually say that it doesn't actually look that much like the design I just provided him with. It was just like basically he took it and he said, yeah, whatever. And then it's like, oh, well, yeah, we might as well roll with it and see what happens. Well, you so. are far more adventurous than I am. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh, well, so, it turned out good. So. Good. I've, uh, how it's good that you're happy with it because if you're not, that's probably really difficult to get rid of. Yeah, or I could just get my like t trademark glove or something like that. That's true. You go the Michael Jackson look, just <laughs> tattoo. Uh, now, so how do you go from a, a life as a young tattoo artist to creative director at a video game studio? Where, where that's that's a leap probably not a lot of people have made, and I'm curious how that comes about. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I mean, I've, I've done a lot of stumbling in my life, actually, just really not having much of a plan, sort of just seeing what happens next. And I think that was, uh, it was a really good stumble. Um, I was, uh, I always did lots of like computer art and stuff. Like mm -hmm. um, I got an old Amiga when I was a kid. Nice. And just like painting with it and, and having so much fun with it, trying to do like early 3D graphics. Uh, so so that was like a lot of fun. and, and uh, but I never sort of did anything with it. And I, I never had, like a lot of people, they always say like, oh, I knew all my life that I wanted to be a game developer. But I didn't really think of it like that. I, I, I made lots of, of computer art and I was kind of like into the demo scene and everything. Uh, and, but I never really saw myself as a game developer. I just never had that thought because, I don't know, I guess, you, you know, you think you can't do stuff or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, regular. That's a normal thing. Yeah, but... But what happened then was that someone suggested, like, maybe you should go to this. Um, they have a school where they teach computer graphics. So I just applied sort of on a whim and then to see what happened. Uh, and I got in. And once there, I, I, I ran into a friend, um, uh, one of the founders of Coldwood, as it turns out. Uh, the thing is, like, I, I knew him from... Like in, in my city, in Umeå, we just have this really big music scene, like a lot of punk and hardcore nice. and, and metal bands and stuff like that. So so basically I knew him from that because he had like a joke metal band <laughs> and I used to like jump on his head all the time. <laughs> uh, so then I ran into him there and, and said like, what are you doing here? And he said like, what are you doing here? And, and then we started talking and they just founded Coldwood. So I, you know, I joined and started as an artist and then... Um, as time went on, I realized that I wanted to do more than just like the the, the art assets. I, I just wanted to get more and more into the design and the writing and and that whole like creative process. So I just kind of like 
gradually shifted over to, to the... I mean, it, do you, are you... Would you recommend that sort of meandering <laughs> path to to other people in, in their lives? Because I could see how there's there's a lot of risk, I guess, inherent, in, you know, but, but I, where maybe you end up doing nothing and you're, you have no idea what you want to do in life or, or how to get there. But if, but in your case, you you found a calling and, and found a path. But I could see also it it's probably really healthy sort of psychologically and, and creatively in a lot of ways that you, you were sort of whatever your life circumstances were with your family or with that you, you just had this freedom to sort of find your way through life till, till you arrived at, at what you, what you were good yeah. at and what you wanted to do. Yeah, I, I, totally. I mean, if you have a plan, stick with it, but if you don't, don't worry about it so much because you will eventually find out, I think. Yeah. And I think if there's if there's like one lesson I learned or something, I think people always have to learn their own lessons. So it's kind of pointless to give I them agree. pointers yeah. anyway. But it, it's basically just, I guess, like try to spend less time thinking that you can't do stuff. Or just like try stuff instead because it quite often works. Um, and I know that, I mean, I've spent far too much time thinking that I just, you know, I can't. But. Yeah, and I, I think that's, I agree. I mean, it seems like that's, I know a lot of people ask us, oh, how do you get to do what you do? And like, well, you, you just have to just go start doing it and yeah. then start just, right? Isn't that, isn't that always, you, you can't sit there and think that, oh, I wish that would happen to me. You have to <laughs> yeah, go exactly. out and, and make it happen, right? Yeah, pretty much. So uh, were you a video game player as a kid at all? As you mentioned, sort of messing around with the art stuff on the Amiga, but did you play games as well? Yeah, I, I played games. I did. Uh, there were like really few console gamers at the time. I think I have one friend who had like the NES. Uh, yeah, he was he was popular. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> popular. <laughs> but, but yeah, mostly we played Amiga games actually. So, um, but but yeah, that, they've been like games have been like a part of my life always. It's always been like an yeah. important thing to me. So. Yeah, I had an Amiga for a friend. Of, I remember. Was there a good? Was it a Ghostbusters game? Was do you remember? Was there? What were some of your favorites on the Amiga? Uh, I really love the Cinemaware stuff. If you remember those, like that, uh, I don't. They they were they were all styled to to feel like old movies. So they had like a like a gangster game where you were trying to uh, take over Chicago, and and one where like, it's called it came from the desert. Where I remember, I remember there was a version of that that came later on the Turbo Graphics. Yeah. yeah so I remember that. Yeah. that and was... I think my favorite one was Wings. The ones like a, a um, like a World War One. Flying game, right, right. So, which was really good as well, and obviously like the Lucas Art stuff, like Monkey Island and stuff, was brilliant. Oh, that's you've you've just gone up in my book. I love but, it. But uh, but I think actually, <laughs> I think the game that we actually had the most fun with was probably was, this was really fun. I went to PAX uh, last year, um, and they had like this retro section, which like yeah. wounds me to see them calling it retro and, and strange. <laughs> We're but, all getting but, older, Martin. Yeah, but, I know, but but uh, they had Stunt Car Racer on an Amiga there, and like Stunt Car Racer, we had so much fun with that, because that was like the first like network game, like we yeah. put these like weird cables and, and just played head-to-head, and I, I think the frame rate was about like four or something, but it was super fun. Uh, just very crazy. So, now you're, you've, you've had this idea for Yarny and Front Ravel and this game about love and the bonds of family and you you start to make it how do you hook up with EA because you know it, the indie scene is is thriving nowadays uh you know Steam and Steam Greenlight and early access and 
you know, ID at Xbox and, and the PSN indie scene. It's all, there's, there's so much opportunity to, there's so many platforms to get your games out there. Most, I, I would think most indies would, would kill to have a major publisher <laughs> like EA in their corner. So how, how does, how do you, and, and I mean this respectfully, but how do you with your, your little game end up with EA, a publisher that's, that's publishing, you know, $80 million things like Mass Effect and, and Madden and all these things? Yeah, it's uh, it's a funny story. No, uh, it's actually it's uh, we did work with them before. Uh, like we did lots of little lesser known games, like called what has been around for quite a while. But we did a PC port of Bad Company Two. So oh, we, interesting. So we okay. had. Um, I did, I'm learning something today. This is yeah, good. exactly. Uh, uh, so we kind of knew them from there, and also, I mean, they're they're Swedish, and we're Swedish, so so we do talk. Um, so it's all about who you know, isn't it? A little in, bit, in like yeah. Literally but, but any, also, in any field. It's also a little bit about what you show as well, because yeah. what we show them was pretty far along. It was just not. It wasn't just like the the bare bones idea. It was more developed at the time, um, and it was also it was just one of the strangest and most fun pitch meetings I've ever been to, because. I, I, Go on, yes, I'm curious to hear why. Well, because I came there expecting to pitch the game, and we showed a level, and we were asked a couple of questions, and then we met with Patrick Söderlund. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, he just took over from then on and just started pitching EA to us instead, which is, and I mean, honestly, I mean, if you know how this industry works, when you are the little developer that's from the little known place up in the north of Sweden and you've made little known games and, and just basically you you don't expect that treatment because you you kind of like pretty used to being a bit bullied by publishers. Right, you got you to fight for everything you get, right? Yeah, exactly. But in this case, it was like he was super humble and super honest and just very, very, he you know, he pitched a good game. <laughs> it was, it was uh, very interesting and also just really cool. And, and the thing that, that I enjoyed was just, he told us, he was very upfront about this and told us uh, that, you know, this isn't a game that we really need financially such because, you know, we are making money already. Right. But it's a game that we need creatively. It's something that we really want to do. We're really passionate about doing this and, and you know, we feel very strongly about it. And, that to me was like all I needed to hear because you know that's that's why we're doing this because we're passionate about it uh, and to have an organization like that like an infrastructure like that it, it's just you know it, it's pretty awesome actually. So you so you mentioned that the the game was already fairly far along when you you did meet with mm -hmm. EA, which is somewhat different than the norm. A lot of times it's it happened you know that those meetings happen early in the process. So were you were <coughs> you already feeling? really good about what you had and then if and if so uh did the ea meeting just solidify all that or were you were you not sure heading into that that meeting if if what you had was good and what was if it was going to work and then i guess i'm just kind of where were you heading into that meeting and then when when ea when you get mm. patrick just fighting suddenly pitching ea for you how do you feel coming out of it High fives, <laughs> like actually, literally, honestly, high fives afterward. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, but no, I, it's 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 strange because you're kind of worried but not worried at the same time because it's it's hard to say it without sound, sounding slightly arrogant. But I 
pretty much knew that they would like it because at that at that time so many people had seen it yeah, and friends, everybody family. really liked it and i mean even from the even from the very first stage like when i when i was just telling people about the idea you could still see them really connecting really getting it which which kind of you know you you sort of feel that you're on to something yeah. and then we started building it and just it turns out quite lovely like you know that this is something that could really really be something but you're still worried because you think that what if we just get steamrolled and and you know it, it doesn't turn out the way we want it to what what if our nice thing that we have uh, just gets you know taken and and you know it, it's oh i don't know like ruined or something whatever yeah. the fears you something might have as a creator wrong, yeah right but then just everything just turned out pretty much perfect. So the, there were actual literal high fives afterwards. I love hearing that. I mean, I can tell you, it's when I first saw it in last May, I, it, was, it was just it was instantaneous. It really was. So I, I can totally understand where they're coming from. Uh, so let's talk about E3 last year. Okay. You, so you were on stage presenting the game to an auditorium full of people and hundreds of thousands of more watching online. Uh, I think, is it fair to say you seemed a little nervous? Yeah, it's fair to say. I mean, I I saw the video and I do look kind of (laughs) nervous. But here's the thing. You were so sincere about, as you are now, I I met you 20 minutes ago, I can already tell, that uh, you you totally won everybody, the, the, the entire internet, everybody was won over instantaneously by both both you and the game. So, how did you feel after you got off stage? Uh, that was pretty wild. Um, the The idea was that I was supposed to just uh, walk right off stage and, and hurry off to uh, do an IGN broadcast. Uh, Thank you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just name-dropped you. <laughs> uh, but uh, Thanks for saying IGN and not, you know, some other competitor. <laughs> uh, but I, I sort of made a, made a little deal with them and said, like, I'm just, I want to just stay two minutes more because I want to see people actually watching the trailer. I just want to yeah. see, like, the reaction. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And just savor this Burn moment that, for sure. a while. So, so I did that and just, like, snuck off to the side of the stage and just looked at everybody. Because it was so cool. Like, when you walk out on stage and people look at you like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> You're not Peter Moore. I don't know who you are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then you can kind of, feel the mood in the room shifting as you talk and as you show things and, and you, you sort of feel the whole room turning and you know by the end it's just you know it's like, smiles and applause oh, EA's, and, and, EA's you know. showing something new and not like the same annual thing sorry to the EA person in the room no disrespect <laughs> but it, it was just like it was a hugely emotional moment and, and also like the whole thing leading up to that moment as well it, it, it had been kind of a tumultuous year for me for a lot of different personal reasons and, and it, it's it's always like making a game is it, it's a struggle you know it's yeah. a, it is a it is a journey and every journey has ups and downs you know and, and you really really when you're making something this personal it, it can sometimes be kind of like this this is this is really challenging this is hard but also so there there was that like this whole thing about like personal struggles but also just you know it's it's something that you've longed for for so long yeah. like 
from the first moment, like when I show, showed it to my kids, like the first day, I, then I was just start starting to kind of like think about like how cool will it be when we can actually share this with the world. And it's like it it was like two long years of just waiting to finally like here's this little thing that I made that I really love and that I hope that you will love as well. But just basically just. It was such an emotional moment, just there was so much that just like was converging on that single like point on yeah. that in time. You know, it's it's it was very very intense and just really yeah, it was a big deal. That's a beautiful thing. And so so when you when you looked out into that crowd as they were watching the trailer, what did you see? Just you know, smiles and and you know these. When I, there, there's just something you can see in, in people's eyes when you know that they're they're like really looking. They're yeah. not just watching, but they're like they're really into it. Nobody's texting. Nobody's yeah. You know, they're, they're actually so, yeah. So that was just a, that was a pretty big deal and, and pretty cool to do. Did you read any of the subsequent media coverage after uh, after E3? I mean, or or are you or are you the kind of person that just doesn't want to read any of that stuff? I've read some of it. But it was it was also kind of funny because uh, we were uh, it was one of the most surreal nights of my life. We were sitting in the, in the the lobby of the hotel where everybody was everybody was staying, and we were making little stunt yarnies because we we figured we were going to have a, a bit of a photo shoot. Yeah, bring them around L.A. Right. Yeah. Uh, so so we had a bunch of people sitting around making yarnies, which was really fun, <laughs> and and it was uh, like literally every second or just messages, notifications kept popping up and everything was like so super, super nice. So in the end, I, I had to turn everything off because we figured like, I'm going to go insane with this. It's just like, <laughs> bing, 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 all the time. Just yeah. so, so much nice stuff. And, 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 and they have these people at EA who their, their job is kind of like to, to uh, uh, monitor conversation. Like they, they, sure. they see what, what the internet is saying about stuff. And they were like running around and saying like, they're, there's zero percent negative sentiment. <laughs> this has never happened before. This is unreal. There's there's not a single negative comment on the entire internet. Like, how, what? What is this? You've you've turned the internet nice. <laughs> I'm glad somebody finally could do it. So that was that was pretty cool. So after that, then you get. Was your entire team with you at E3, or no? There was uh, me and two other uh, okay. two other guys. How and big? How big is the team? Out of curiosity, uh, there's 14 of us. Four, so it's so they had a small. they had a party back home and invited like the musicians and a bunch of people who worked on it. And it's it's really cool because they they filmed it and I I've seen that afterwards. And you know if 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 you ever want to cry, that that's like the stuff you want to watch because. You know, like in these old movies when you, you're sitting in the smoky room with like your single whiskey glass. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that that's the stuff that I'll be like rolling back, just seeing those people watching uh, watching the reveal. Because if if people thought I was nervous, it's nothing compared to how <laughs> nervous they were. Everybody was like, they looked like they would burst. So so when you get back then and reunite with the team, are you are you empowered? Are you renewed with a surge of confidence to spend at that point you know the the what eight months or whatever since then or is there a fear that comes in like oh no there's expectations now and people are excited how is how is the mindset for you in the studio after Hmm. that incredibly positive reveal at e3 yeah i think uh 
it was very, very, very positive. I mean, it was it was huge. It was a very big deal. Uh, and I think I think everybody had this kind of sense that that yeah, yeah, this is pretty good. You know, people are probably going to like that. But but I don't think anybody was even like remotely prepared for for what actually happened. But then it just turned into this thing of like, how do we get like the most benefit out of this? Like, how can we make this into like the best thing it could possibly be? Uh, there, there is a slight amount of fear involved, I guess. Uh, but I don't know, it feels wrong to call it fear. It's more like, um, the way I see it is, it's like, it's very easy to fall in love with an idea. Yeah. Because an idea is still, it's still, you know, it's... It can be anything. It can be anything. All the doors are still open. But when you have an actual real fit finished thing, it's, it's never going to be quite the same as the idea people had about it. Uh, so that, that that was the slight worry I had. That like I know that now that people really love and embrace this whole theme for a game, but it's a different thing to just actually you know have them feeling the same way about the real finished thing. Um, but it was pretty good because then we got to take the game to Gamescom, not too far after E3. Yeah. And also, even the people we didn't have that many people playing it at E3 because we didn't have a very big booth. Mm -hmm. But when you see people wait in line for two hours to play the game for 15 minutes and go back out and get back into the line <laughs> to play it some more, then you know that, you know, wow, <laughs> the idea and the real thing might actually, you know, work. So I started playing the game last night, and I hope I'm not breaking any rules here, but there is a message that you guys put in when the, when the game starts. I want to read it real quick. It says, welcome to Unravel, a game made by Coldwood. Over the last two and a half years, we've poured our love into this game, and we're thrilled that we finally get to share it with you. Games can be powerful things, and they give even a small studio like ours a chance to speak with the entire world as an audience. So with that in mind, we figured we had to speak from the heart. That's how Unravel came to be. That's why it deals with topics like love, longing, and mending broken bonds. It's in your hands now, finally. Make of it what you will. We're really glad and honored for all the support we've gotten, so thank you for that and for reading this, and we hope you enjoy the game. What was the uh, what was the decision? What, why do we? Why did you put that message in there? I'm curious. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful thing. I, I appreciated reading it. I'm sort of where mo most developers don't do that though, or if they do, they put it in the credits at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like for for several different reasons, but I think it's it's just uh, I think one of the things about games that is really really cool is that you can reach so many people that, that you can have such a strong bond with so many people yeah and and i guess what we wanted to do was just like really let people know that we appreciate that that we appreciate people giving us their time and 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 their attention and you know listening to what we have to say and so so we just wanted to put a little thank you in there and just know that you know this is I think it's wonderful. I mean, yeah. I, I read that, and I, you know, it's, it just the the sincerity and the humility just comes through, and it's, I, you know, it's, I, I I like to see more games that sort of try to connect with with players emotionally. Yeah, I mean, that's actually, that's one of the things that 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 really is. Uh, inspired me to do this, or, or just motivated me to do to make this game. That um, this revelation I had, actually, you can call it, when uh, we did a fighting game a couple of years back, a really poor <laughs> fighting game. Now it was 
it had its good moments, but it was kind of flawed in, in a lot of different ways. But the thing that sort of shocked me about it was that it, it really did reach a pretty big audience. It, it, was, it turned out to be pretty popular. So, uh, and then I was a bit shocked when I realized that, you know, 600,000 people have played this. And this is a, a game that's essentially like a failure. Like, imagine w how big the audience for a successful game <laughs> would be yeah. for a game that's actually any good. Uh, so I just like realized if you take that and put it in, into another context, like imagine speaking in front of 600,000 people that you, you like, you have their complete attention for hours and hours. Right. Like that doesn't happen much. That that that's, you don't get a lot of opportunities. No, for that's that. something super rare and something you should really appreciate and try to make the most of. And, and what I realized about that game is like, yeah, some people found it entertaining, whatever, but it didn't have a single thing to say. It didn't have anything worth really, you know, remembering, cherishing, and and treasuring. It, it was just like, yeah, it was a distraction, a, a diversion, and, and and I just felt like, you know, games. Sh could be so much more than this. And, and I wanted to make something that, even though it's, you know, it's still just a game, it, it's a game that at least will, you know, make you feel slightly happier afterwards, hopefully. Well, it, it almost sounds like you had kind of an epiphany. A little that, bit like that. that. It, it sounds to me, what I'm hearing from you is that if, you know, sometimes game development re realities are such that you need to do what you need to do to keep the studio open or what, or pay the bills, whatever it is. But it sounds to me like you have, it, it is your goal to always make sure your games have something to say from now on. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. I, and I think it's fine to make games that are just for fun as well, sure, because they're games. But, but the thing is, it's like, is if everybody does that, then nobody's going to try to push any kind of boundaries. You know, if we all do the same thing, nothing, that nothing good ever comes of that. Uh, so we need that diversity, and we need just people trying new things and and, and trying to do more meaningful things. So uh, are we going to get any official Yarny figures that we can buy <coughs> for those of us that are too lazy and or unskilled <laughs> to make our own? Uh, is that is that a thing? Because I will, I literally will take my wallet out right now. <laughs> uh, well, you saw the guide that I put out. So, uh, so but again, lazy. Unskilled, <laughs> two things that are. <laughs> yeah, well, what what I can say is that we get asked that question. Fund that next game, Martin. A lot, like <laughs> a, a lot of times. So so at some point, I guess we will eventually be forced to answer it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, last question I have for you. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the total typical awful gamer right now, and look ahead before the thing that we're even here to talk about is even here, mm -hmm. which is Tuesday. Uh, Xbox One, PS4, PC, Unravel is the game. It is $19.99 on those platforms. Download it digitally. That's why you're here. Uh, do you? Uh, what's next for you now that you've 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 said that you've you've said something with uh, one Unravel? We're all playing it now. Or we're going to play it next week. Are we? Are we going to do another Unravel game? Uh, are you going to disappear into the woods and come back with another <laughs> amazing idea? What, where do you go from here? Uh, somewhere good, I hope. Um, <coughs> I think what I want to do is just take some time to just, like, land. Yeah. And then um, the thing is, with a game like this, it does open a lot of doors. It, it does 
Deservedly so. Enable new cool things. Uh, but I w- what, what I want to do the most is that when we did this, it was very much like, you know, my game. I went off into the woods and came back with, here's the thing. We shall make this. Uh, <laughs> which sometimes that's really awesome. Sometimes in life you really want to do those things because you feel like you have so much that you want to say. Uh, and But this time... I would really like it to be more of like the whole team getting together and let's like let's make it more of our thing. I I mean everybody has really embraced it. Like yeah. totally like putting their hearts and souls into it and and made it made it theirs. But this time I I, I would kind of like like it to be like everybody's in it right from the beginning, right from the start because I think that's just like, you know, it, it's. It, I'm. I'm. I'm curious to see like what, what what kind of stuff we can bring out of it. Are you? Uh, has your family played the game yet? I presume. Yeah. Uh, my, they've they've tried it. Uh, what's What's been the family reaction? Do we get Do we get honest feedback from the kids? Like, oh, oh, this, you should, oh, I hate, oh, this part, or do, yeah, uh, do you use them for focus testing. Yeah, you should. You should hear my kids playing games. They're brutal. Like they they really they're they're merciless. They 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 will call you out on every single. Thing. <laughs> so is that is that is that finished? Is that supposed to do that? Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, they they are super positive, and and I've tried to. Um, Sneak them into the game. As well. I was just so, going to ask if there yeah. were Easter eggs in there. Yeah, there's, for them. there's a there's a whole book full of it. Uh, will you will you read the reviews next week? Will you pay attention to what people think, or, or will you uh, do your best to avoid that stuff? Uh, I think I will eventually be forced to anyway. So so yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what people have to say about it, and and that's something that also, I mean, to me, it's like. It's not super important that everybody lo- loves it, but I really want like some people to really yeah, love it. Of you course. Know? Uh, but you know, we, we we set out to make something that's very personal. That's something that's you know from the heart. But the goal is that when people play it, it feels personal to them. It doesn't feel like they're playing our thing. It's, yeah. It feels like they're playing their thing. You know. So so that's kind of what I'm looking for and and hoping for that that people just. You know, take it and embrace it and have fun with it and just make it theirs. Well, uh, Martin, congratulations on finishing Unravel. We will all be playing it next week on uh, Xbox One, PC, or the PlayStation 4, downloading it digitally for 20 bucks. Uh, I'm in the middle of it right now, and so far so good. And uh, the IGN review will post next week. I can't wait to, to go home and play more, actually. Thank you so much for coming in, and uh, thanks for coming to San Francisco. Yeah, it's always nice. I felt really good the last couple weeks. I don't feel good about this at all. All right, well, here we go. It's it's Unlock Block Trivia Time, our winner this week. Not even going to attempt this gentleman's last name. This is a really, really impressive last name. His first name's tough, A lot tough of too. vowels. First name's a toughie. Looks M-A-R-K is Mark, Marty. <laughs> Mark. Pretty close to your name, honestly. Marky. Marky. So uh, Mark from up in Surrey, British Columbia, Canada. He uh, wins this week for his... Congrats. Uh, Australia question. Lana. No one will know this. Lana. I sure did not. Yeah. We'll we'll phone a friend. Sh- if only I'd gotten this question last week, but it's a, it's a recent addition to the... 
podcast unlocked mailbag. But anyway, Mark's going to win himself a copy of a video game. I've got a few good ones around. Uh, Tomb Raider Definitive, Life is Strange, still plenty of Gears of War codes for backwards compatible Gears games. And the question is this. Everybody's got their answers. This is good. Hmm. So the original well, Xbox had a video game, and an Australian rules football game that was exclusive to Australia, obviously. The game was called AFL Live. question was who developed slash published it? Acclaim, EA, 2K, or Konami? I say I definitely would not have gotten this. I remembered... It's funny, when I saw AFL, EA did make one Arena Football League game. Oh. If you guys know Arena Football. Oh, yep. Uh, which I think is still going. It was kind of a fun little summer mini-sport. all of them. But anyway, there was an Australian Rules football game that was released for the Xbox in Aust- the original Xbox down in Australia. What do you think, guys? I'm going to go to... Let me see what we're doing on the scoring. I'll go to Destin first. So before I give my answer, I want to like preface this by talking about this guy for a second. He opens by saying, I just got an Xbox One. My last console was a GameCube. Damn, you've been missing out on some cool games. He well, must be in heaven. Like He's getting the 360 games. He's getting awesome Xbox One games. He was, he's probably been a PC gamer ever since. Maybe. I don't know. Could be. Playing that sweet game. Well, Destin, with your, with your paltry one point yeah, on the wrecked, scoreboard. Uh, I picked a claim A. Okay. Yeah. Mitch? I also said a claim A, because that seems like the kind of bad decision. <laughs> that, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that led to their demise. Uh, I picked EA B just because of the live. Live. Yeah, me. that threw me off too. Right. Well, we do have a correct answer. One, it's Marty. <laughs> Damn it. Nope. Two of you. All right. It was Curveball. You said a correct answer. I thought it was a singular human. There is only one correct answer. That's See? true. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> So, Mitch, at four points. You are, I believe you are four for four this year, my friend. I am a nine. You're on fire right You're now. a hoop god. You are a hoop god. I'm a door god. god. That's how good I am. Wow. I'm door god status. Uh, so, yes, Marty misses out. Mitch, Mitch I, at four, Destin at two, Marty at three. Literally a, twice as good as Destin. Mitch, I have a bunch of videos right next month I need you to go do editorial lead on. Just yeah. go ahead. You go take care of that. Sorry, Destin. I'm leading GDC and kicking <laughs> your ass at trivia. Oh, so, yeah. uh, Mark, welcome back to the console world. Hope and our en- podcast. Hope you're enjoying your Xbox One. Yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast. You're going to win yourself a video game. You should already have an email from me about that. A copy if- of AFL Live 2017. <laughs> we updated the rosters. Just like Tecmo. Yeah. So if you would like to win a video game and get your question read on the air, send in an Xbox-related trivia question. Not too easy, not too hard, not one we've done before or a million times before. Include four multiple-choice answers in your email. Note the correct one. And send it where, Mitch? Unlocked.igen.com. Fantastic. Let's get out of here. Yeah. This is a ridiculously long, we're probably two hours this week with the interview. Sorry. People like the long podcast. Don't apologize anymore. I used to get mad when one of yours was fewer than three hours long. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Ripping me off. Destin, what are you up to? What should we be following you with and Uh, keeping track of? Next Monday, I'm starting production of the IGN first stuff. Mostly, though, that credit goes to Brandon Tyrell. He's doing a lot of the work, but I'm just kind of making sure it's more going division along stuff happening. Yes, yeah, so a lot of division long. stuff. Uh, I'm working with James Duggan to produce division content also separately. We're going to be doing some Street Fighter stuff in a few weeks. And awesome. follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Destin channel. Played some Destiny last night, and a lot of people seem to enjoy that. Cool. And Twitter, of course, at Destin Legary. Brilliant. Mitchell. Twitter is at Mitchie D. 
please, for the love of God, bookmark our GDC hub, IGN.com slash GDC, yeah. when that event happens, because I'm slaving away planning that event I'll be there. Us. Give me some cool stuff. I have a really good unfiltered guest Ooh, lined up I don't for that. Miyamoto. Not Marty that Sleva. good, but really good. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere between Marty Sleva and Miyamoto. <laughs> be relevant to this audience, I'll tell you that much. Marty, Marty Sleva. <laughs> yeah, I'm relevant to this audience. <laughs> See? You, it could be you. Listen, listen to IGN Overclock. That's our PC podcast. Yeah. Excellent. Marty Sleva. Uh, you can find me on Bumble at McBiggity, <laughs> two G's and two T's. Uh, yeah. Is that a new social network? It's a no, dating Bumble's, thing. Uh, I'm not on Bumble. Bumble's a dating thing, <laughs> and it's about bees, and so only women can instigate the first message with men. Who are the birds? No, bees. They, the they're bee. pollinating? Yeah. Birds and bees was my joke. Birds so and if bees? You, Jesus, there was a projectile. He's angry. There's a dog on this give that, pen. Give me that dog pen. I'm just going to have an allergic reaction. Yeah, I, I do overclock a lot of times with Mitch. Uh, I'm on Podcast Beyond. Uh, I'm going to Dice with Andrew Goldfarb, so we're going to have a bunch of coverage out of there, including uh, the fireside chat between Kojima and Guillermo del Toro. Getting some drinks in Vegas. Definitely going to be getting some drinks. <laughs> Vegas, bongus. Bongus, boogus. What's uh, what's Marty's? Where can we? Where can listeners find it? What's which bar do you belly up to in Vegas? Which casino? Where can I we find Marty? I hate. I hate Vegas. I don't even know what this is. Held. Vegas is really awful. The Cosmo, the Win, the the, the Burnside, <laughs> Luxor, Luxor. I like that one because it's a pyramid. Paris, New Paris. York, New York. Yeah, we stayed at Circus Circus during uh, uh, CES, and there was. A lack of circus-themed things? No, we stayed at Treasure Island. That's why there was a lack of circus-themed <laughs> things. That explains that one. Where are all the elephants? All right. well, I got to go out there because I solved that mystery. How, how drunk was Marty now? We know. He was surprisingly sober. <laughs> I wasn't. Oh, man. Yeah. There's that. Sweet. Are you reaching. reviewing anything coming up that we should be watching for? No, I reviewed Gravity Rush. Uh, I don't know what I'm on next. Yeah. All yeah. right. All you guys keep taking all the games I want to review, which is fine because then I just play them myself. I'm excited to play yeah, it works out, too. Yeah, dude. Out Friday. Yeah. It's really good. That's not an it Xbox really game. Good. It's PC. Yeah, it runs on Windows. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it will be. Console. It'll be on console this year. I. You think? Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Click the link in my Twitter profile page for some fun t-shirts you might like for yourself. It'll be t-shirt season again before you know it. Woo! Coexist, y'all. Hey, uh, speaking of which, I'm reviewing a game that's not for Xbox, but uh, it's anticipated it is on PC and PS4. It's called mm-hmm. Firewatch. Look for my review on Monday yeah. morning. That comes out real soon. Yeah, it's out Tuesday. Review goes up yeah. Monday. And, and we have a lot more to come for Firewatch after the review. Yeah, we did a. Can, we, can we say we did a big yeah. spoiler cast? Yeah. We did a big spoiler cast. It is recorded. That's where you talk about the game. Yeah, with we had a we bunch had a, of campus. We had like here. a ninety minute interview. With, there were six people in this room. This room got real oh, hot. Mitch and I hot, shared man. a microphone. It was, real it was sexy. like the lady in the tramp spaghetti scene. Play that game and watch the spoiler cast. Yes, it, yeah. it's going to be cool. Uh, the review will be spoiler free. By the way, I will yeah. note that. Yeah. Also, I bet that game eventually comes to Xbox. Also, I hope so. God, the, I, I uh, mean, the witness. Silly. Uh, that there's keep more and more rumors about the witness coming to Xbox, God, which is good. So good. Very good video game. Yeah. He needs more money. So. Who doesn't? He made the five million already. Yeah, but he spent literally that's yeah. revenue. That's not. <laughs> and he has a yeah. team. He spent literally every penny he has, has not profited break. on that game yet. Yeah. Oh really? No. Yeah. Oh well. No profit. He's been in development seven years. That's a guy that uh, support really game cares creators. about making good shit. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. I'm so rating yeah. for the show. No, Men- <laughs> mention Twitter. <laughs> uh, the division IGN first, and the other one. Yeah, just unfiltered. I'm uh, super proud of it. I really <laughs> hope that. People will watch it so I can so that nobody at IGN tells me I can't do it anymore. 
be really awesome if I got to keep doing that. So, again, you can find Unfiltered. This episode three is with Aaron Greenberg. Mm-hmm. It's on IGN, on YouTube, or on iTunes. So uh, it's everywhere. But one guy in the comments was like, I'd rather read this. Like, I'm not going to transcribe. You know how long an hour? No one would sit there and read that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, just put it, get an audio form. Just go just, for a walk. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, episode one, if you missed it, because I'm still hearing from a lot of people who are like, oh, this is cool. Have you done any other ones? Episode one was Tim Schafer. Episode two was Josh Holmes, who's the studio head on Halo 5. Do we have like a hub article page for that? We should just start like adding <coughs> those to one page. That is a great idea. I will do it immediately after this <laughs> meeting. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Mitch Dyer. You can get a go.IGN link for it. This is good. Ooh. This is good. We awesome. did it, everybody. This, teamwork. This, this is good teamwork. <laughs> I appreciate this. So, uh, yeah, you can find out how Josh Holmes originally auditioned for Chris O'Donnell's Robin role in Batman Forever. That's a weird story that he told <laughs> on my show. It's also super weird because Tim Schafer also auditioned for that role. <laughs> so yeah. did Aaron Greenberg. <laughs> oh, I noticed the trend. That's the thread that connects all So of did them. Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Chris uh, O'Donnell's coming up next week. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. Uh, hope you enjoyed the interview with Martin Saline. I want to really, really thank him. Mm-hmm. He was a fantastic. He happened to be in San Francisco, and like at the last minute, I asked if he could come in here, and he went right from here to the airport to That's go awesome. home. So wow. very kind a of sweetheart man time. making a sweetheart game. Yeah, uh, yarn boy. And, but I hope you, let, you noticed the yarny that was sitting right there, Mitch. Why'd you he let him take? No! Why'd you let him take it? You had one job. Sam well, you had two it. jobs. One job was to do a really good interview, and you did it. He the other job it. was to take the Yarny. But he made it. I can't it's, take yeah. it. Once you create Marty, something, it's here in the no office. If you love it, let it go. <laughs> oh, that's the fake Yarny, though. That's not the real Yarny. Uh, this, oh. this, is, this was a real one. This is real. All right. The real thing. Not anyway, uh, this was Unlocked 231. My goodness. You know, next week is... P-Drums! Woo! You guys like palindromes way too much. <laughs> sure do. <Yeah. laughs> Don't know why. No logic or reason for it. <laughs> for Marty Sleva, Mitch Dyer, and Destin Legary, my name's Ryan McCaffrey. Thanks for tuning in to Podcast Unlocked each and every week. Love you. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.